episode 163 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture. I'm your host, Brian Barnett. I'm Josh Mobley. I'm Chris Schreiber. So, it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> what? Josh, like, Josh got, immediately Josh was oddly aroused by my introduction. Yeah, he just I like, said, said it and he was well. like... Ooh. Oh, ah. who do we have here? I mean, hey, I won't argue. I won't argue with that. You, you know, you've got a you got a nice uh, a nice trim up. Yep, looking got looking my clean. got my haircut. I'm jealous. I want a yep. haircut. The curls are gone. I mean, they're still there, but they're not. I'm about. I'm not Newt's commander anymore. They're not as <laughs> they're not as oppressive. Yeah, I'm about ready to <laughs> ask my mother for that a is, haircut on Christmas. That is absolutely the right word for it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as much of a cartoon character as you were before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, man, since the last time we recorded, a lot of stuff has happened. The Game yeah, Awards took yeah. place. We've been playing a lot of stuff. And uh, and I got up to some pretty cool business. Where do we want to start? Drop it like it's hot, Bry Guy. So today, actually, uh, I um, it went up on IGN, my very first game review. Uh, I, thanks Josh, I wrote the review, I wrote the script for the video, I captured all of the footage for the video, and I did the voiceover for the video, and let me tell you, I had a blast. I only had like a day and a half to do all of that, but, uh, <laughs> That's luckily, luckily, it's a short game. Uh, I reviewed, and it's in, I think it's still in, currently in the IGN, like, top four, um, I reviewed Gears 5 Hive Busters, the, uh, single player slash co-op three person, um, six mission story expansion, not multiplayer, single player narrative content about the origin of the team, uh, of Hive Busters from the escape multiplayer mode. Uh, which I actually played for the first time leading up to my review, and man, that multiplayer is really fun. Wait, That's definitely one? my go-to multiplayer mode the for hive, Gears from now the on. Hive mode, uh, Escape. Yeah, so I played that a little at launch, and I I was like, this is cool, but then it got a little like, I don't know, not repetitive is not the right word. I didn't feel like I was progressing fast enough. Maybe they fixed mm. it since then because I only played mm. like in the first week. But I like remember launch, just being launch was like, a long time ago. I just remember being like, man, I don't feel like I'm leveling very fast. Like, it was a little bit of a grind. Yeah, and I, I like the first time I did it, I just dipped in just to like see, like, oh, what, like, what is this? Let me just match make, and do it on like beginner because I haven't played Gears in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was like, oh wow, like that was way too easy. Let me let me jump back in and amp up the difficulty and like. I can definitely see that being something that I go back to, like, you know, Call of Duty multiplayer and Escape and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I would really, really appreciate it if everybody would pop over and and give my review a look uh, and maybe check out the video. It's not very long, and it basically has all my thoughts from the uh, from the review. Uh, I get, this is this is it started out. So this started out as a preview. Um but because of when the game was coming out, it actually got bumped up to a full review. I feel like this uh, expansion, and I mean, we even said it when the last trailer dropped. I feel like it caught everybody 
by surprise. I had no idea they were doing anything. Yeah, like I, like, apparently, and then we found an article from like October of like, oh yeah, this thing is coming out, and yeah. <laughs> and, and like none of us, at least I know I didn't have any recollection of it. Nope. Um, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really. I don't recollect and, it at all. <laughs> and we're all very extremely plugged in being in the industry. And like, yeah. it feels like maybe Xbox should have been championing this a little bit more. Yeah. I feel like the re- maybe the reason that they didn't is because it's it's pretty slight. I mean, sure. Like, but I think what I find interesting about it is that Microsoft kind of needs whatever they can get right now in terms yes, of like that's, exclusive Yeah, that's content. what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and this so, is it. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I I would say push this as hard as you can, even if it's not that big. Like, it's something. Yeah. But, it's also yeah. Game Pass, I right. assume. So. Right. Yeah, it's it's on Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, so... Uh, but, Brian, your review is excellent, I will say. Uh, oh, thanks. It, I, uh, yeah, I, I was... Uh, it, it was weird, like, watching it. Um, just oh, yeah. going onto the site and just being like, wow, this is... He did it. He did it, Reddit. <laughs> um, it was really cool. OP delivered. Yeah. Thanks. I, I really appreciate that. Very, I had very a, I had happy a, for you. I had a I had a blast doing it. I actually recorded that VO. I took a tip from a lot of people who are professional voice actors who are working right now, and I recorded it in my closet. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's a good way to um, do it. Yeah. So yeah. Need, so it was it was great. A, I need to set up a closet. Uh, I don't have and, a closet big enough. And like I did uh, I. on Twitter. I'm going to give a huge shout out to Ryan McCaffrey and Dan Stapleton and Tom Marks and Jordan Parkhurst uh, because they all helped me make this happen. And the teams at, uh, at Xbox and at the coalition, because they really, they, it, it, the coordination and execution could not have gone more smoothly other than the fact that I lost my entire playthrough capture. Uh, and then I had to replay the entire game How long <laughs> again for capture. It's not that long. It's like three, three plus hours. Ooh, I'm here for that. Yeah. Yes. Not that I finished That's the Gears Five campaign, but I'm I'm definitely here for that. Yeah. I do need uh, to finish that. I feel like we say that every episode. Yeah. I need to get back to Gears Five. <laughs> Should play Gears yeah. Five again. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, I. I mean, I don't know how much we want to go into like my thoughts here, but like when it got upgraded from a preview to a review, like I gave it a score. Like I and I, you know. I gave it an eight out of ten. What was weird scale, was like, which is great. When I was watching, when I saw the score pop up, I literally in your head, like, I imagined us like sitting down and being like, "What did you think of it?" And you'd be like, "It was great." And like, that's how the, <laughs> like, that's how the ten point scale works. And I was like, "Huh, it's like it actually makes sense." Yeah, <laughs> it's not just this arbitrary number. I loved it. Yeah. Well, and there's an interesting <laughs> thing that you get when you review a game. They, um, Dan actually sent me the rubric. And it has, it has like a more detailed, cause like if you've watched, like if you've seen basically any IGN review content or if you've watched like review crew, which is like my new favorite show. I love that show. I was just watching the Xbox series X one month breakdown, uh, with Ryan, um, a guy from GameSpot that I do not recognize. I don't That's know what his name, name was. I don't oh, remember. It doesn't matter. You don't know their name. I mean, it was it was it was it was Zach and Ryan and uh, Jason Schreier. So it's like the, these were like the big the big you know ones that I was going there for. Um, but it was you know like if you if you've seen any of that you you've seen like the ten point scale where it's like you know 
a seven is good, an eight is great, a nine is amazing, and a ten is a masterpiece. And I think that the I think that the the, the words that go along with the IGN numbered scale are really helpful. Oh yeah, that that is publicly accessible. Um, yes, that, that but, like at least that breakdown is. Yes, but there's an additional rubric that I was given that I was sent um, by Dan when he was like, "Yo, here's here's what you need to do when you're making a review. Like, here's the stuff that you need to make sure that you have." Mm-hmm. Like screenshots, like these sorts of things. You need to have a box out if there's any microtransactions or anything that you think is super notable. Like it's really interesting to like see it on the back end. Like just like this is what you need to have. This is how long it needs to be. This sort of a thing. Like this range of words and this sort of a thing. And when he sent me the the rubric, there's like there's like several paragraphs of like for each number. And then there's here's examples. And it's just a bunch of like here's a bunch of tens. Like and then here's the feel of this and like this is and so it was very interesting because when i first started playing it i was like like as i was playing through it i was like okay this stuff sticks out i don't think that was done super well but like i was constantly like this is really fun like i'm having a blast even when like there were there were like story or like when there was kind of plotting or like execution of the script elements where i was like the voice acting is great. The action is great. And it's super varied, which is something that like, and it doesn't get bogged down, which is a thing that I say in my intro paragraph. Like there's no fat on this bone. Like it just gets in and gets out. Like it's, it's super awesome. It's really, really fun. And like, we've talked a lot about games being too long. Yeah. Like games are mm-hmm. almost universally just too long. Yes, they are. And the coalition is like, we're not doing that. We're getting in, we're getting out, we're telling a very concise story, and it's going to be basically all action with very, like, some light, like, exploration, but it's linear. Like, you don't have to worry about getting lost. Like, you're going to find your way, and it's going to be full of action, you know, a couple of surprises, and just great voice acting and production qualities all around. And it's awesome. It's like, it's it's exactly what I want from DLC. You know. Or a game. Um, <laughs> or a game or a or game. game like yeah like i would legit i would legit love to be like okay here's 15 to 20 bucks for like a 30 hour or a three hour game or four hour game or something like that let me get in get out have a good time mm-hmm. like 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 grease like we played that and it's like that's perfect yep this is a very small game it's very sweet the art is beautiful it's got great music and like a cool message it doesn't get over bloated you don't even need voice acting like you have like one song in there or something and like a couple of like efforts from the from the voice actor and stuff and that's kind of it and like you can do that yeah you know and i like i i thought it was really fun um so yeah and it's on game pass ultimate and it's got three-player co-op so tight like you can just you can just do it and the the six missions are between like 15 minutes to 30 minutes long each so like you can really just get in and get out and like i played through the game in in two days i played through it like three times i think wow like it's you can just do it um and but the thing is like even though it is like i clocked myself it was three three hours and three minutes on my first playthrough um but like it felt meatier than that, like it felt longer than that. Um, yeah, but I mean, in, in like yeah, a good the, way. Yeah, if the content is good enough and varied enough that it doesn't feel samey, and you're you're changing up locations and enemy types, yeah. and things like that, then um, you know, for me at least, I feel like that that's really all that matters. 
I mean, that, that's one of the, you know, the, the famous example that I feel like we always go back to is Uncharted Lost Legacy, where yeah. that game, you can beat that in eight hours. Like six, six hours, something Yeah, like six that, or eight, yeah. yeah, depending on yeah. how uh, how into the exploration, in, uh, not Madagascar, but in India that you want to do. Um, and even that, like, I feel like that game is like 15 to 20% too long, but like, oh, yeah. still, it's way closer. Yeah. Like yeah. to to what I to what I want for sure for sure, yeah. and I feel like the same the same thing is true, especially when I did New Game Plus on Miles Morales. It's like it's like when I was first playing through it, I 100 percented it, you know, because I was like, I'm having a blast in this. I'm having so much fun being Miles and living in his world and finding out about him and his community and these sorts of things. That like, it was a long time like that I was playing this game before I beat it, and then when I went back and I was trying to get the platinum, you have to get through New Game Plus. But I'd already done everything yeah, that, else. So that, when I was only beelining through the story, it was like it was like three hours. Like it was like super it was super short. That New Game Plus does a really good job at not feeling like a chore. Yeah. Like I, I was able to finish that uh, initial run through of the game and, and clean you know, get as much done as I wanted to get done. And eventually, you know, do New Game Plus and by the end of it uh, I was I was ready to be done with the game, but I wasn't like yeah. sick of it, which I, I feel like yeah. happens a lot. Yeah, with, with with the thing with like, um, and I'm really glad that they, that they with the original Spider Man, um, they added this to a separate trophy list and didn't tie it to the platinum, um, where they were just like, yo, here's like some extra trophies that you can get. They're like new game plus trophies or whatever. And because I like, I started that over again and I, and I got like three or four missions in and I'm like, I don't want to do all this again. Yeah. Like, whereas with miles, I was like, okay, let me go into this with the context of, I know who is who and I know what's going to happen. And it was really, it was in and out. Like I, I literally, I got to the point and I was, and I started to fight, um, or I started to get to like, uh, that science center or something. And I was like, wow, I am back here already. Yeah. Like, wow, this game is over man that was awesome like and i think that that is the best way to do it like miles morales lasts just long enough if i do 100 percent to like be everything that i wanted but if i just wanted to make a beeline through the story it's so easy to get through i think that like that length is like perfect yeah and and you know or if you're going not open world if you're going linear then i think that uh hive busters is, is pretty much perfect so yeah um it's like we yeah, talked the, about i would rather have a lot of replayability rather than length every time. Yeah, like Hades. Like, you know, Hades, you know, you can finish that game, you can get start to finish in like 20 minutes or whatever. But like it incentivizes. Game of the year. Hey, I mean, it's, it's my game of the year too, so. Game of the year. Game and, of and the that's, world for me. And that's, you know, <laughs> that's even, even with how much I loved the last, uh, you know, the last of us part two. And Chris knows I love last of us part two. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, the thing with Hades is like, I just, there's like no flaws in it. Whereas like some of the messaging in, in The Last of Us Part 2, I think does get kind of muddled. It does. Uh, it does. Based on where they, based on where they took it. So it's basically, it, it is really a, a thing of like, they say that like a 10 on IGN is a masterpiece does not mean it's perfect. But right. like the difference between The Last of Us Part, like I think that Hades is a 10 for me and The Last of Us Part 2 is a 10, but I think Hades actually is perfect. Right. Um, like I actually can't think of anything bad to say about That's, it other than the fact that it gave me wrist pain because I was playing it too much. So it's funny. I don't know if I said it to you guys or if I said it to uh, our friend James. 
Hades is the only game to have come out in, I want to say, the last five years that I can think of that universally everyone that I have talked to has been like, this game is untouchable. Like it is so, it is so <laughs> perfect. I haven't, yeah. I haven't like come across the game like this in, and I'm, I'm waiting to play it when it comes to other platforms, but um, it's just, like, it's what, so funny to me. Like what was, what was the last one? Was it like, I mean, even, even the, even the messaging around like Breath of the Wild is like, some of them was, was like, if it wasn't, if it didn't have the Zelda name on it, like you guys wouldn't like this. Yeah, I don't know about that. And I, I, mean, also, I don't know about that either, but I think that's a legitimate that's a legitimate point to make. It's a like it's I think, an interesting thought experiment. Um, yeah. For that game, I wouldn't agree. I think the just the way it functions is really the. But um, even that game, some people think it's it. it's too slow or, yeah. or it, it's the, a little the, meandery. I mean, legit. The last thing I can I can think about that would be like in that same arena is like man maybe like grand theft auto 5 or ocarina of time like i think like, like portal 2 like something like that yeah maybe yeah like a more uh, like of a more recent one i think ocarina but even like people i don't know people like to dunk on ocarina of time yeah, too, it's not that it's good yeah people like to dunk on ocarina before. now yeah yeah i mean back now, then yes. they didn't yeah, and and I'm in that I'm in that group because like if you go back if you're not playing the 3ds version and even if you are like it's like there's better Zelda games right. Um, it's just interesting. I I haven't found a person that was like maybe I'll be that person. I don't know, but I haven't found anybody that's played Hades and been like oh I, it wasn't for me or like I absolutely hated it. Yeah. Like everyone's yeah. like yo, you gotta play this game. <laughs> Is it just? Yeah. I wonder if it's just an example of like something that isn't. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine about like, cause we both love overwatch, but we both kind of feel like the game is too complicated now. And when it first came out, it was like almost perfect. Right. Like the, but then every time they added a character, it just became more complicated and it's sort of like lost a lot of its luster that well, way. Well, You also have to keep up with it. I mean, yeah, the meta well, that's changes what I mean. Every, right? yeah, like the, the so, meta and the balance changes every time they have a, like a new character introduced. Yeah, and that's that's what I mean. It's like the 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 core game was already really fun. Like did, we didn't need the, like we you could have kept making maps and stuff and doing like t- tweaks occasionally, but it wouldn't have. It's like Super Street Fighter you know. Two. It's like you don't really need more characters. Like this game is like really fun. Yeah, could just you could have just left it. But like I get the community support and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what I was gonna say is I may I'm saying maybe Hades is an example of that where it's just like so polished. And the core of it is not like it. It's complex enough to be interesting, but it's not complicated because complexity and being complicated, I don't think, are necessarily the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the, I think uh, something that that to to kind of add to that point, I think the the things about the thing about Hades is like it's complex, but it's only as complex as you want it to be. Because you don't have to engage with the mirror, really. You don't have to engage with the different weapons. You can literally just stick with the sword forever if you want. Like, you can literally just have one weapon. Like, it, you can you can make it more difficult. You can make it more interesting. You can swap up your weapons. You can follow the darkness boons. You can, like, well, s- you know, enhance your different things. Like, it's like a, so Souls, much it's like a Souls game, right? Like, technically, you can beat the game with the 
for the gear you first get and you can never yeah. level and you can still yeah. actually beat the game right yeah soul it's level one is a genre of speed run hard as shit but you can do it right so yeah i think that i think that's part of it too is like just weird little freedoms that they give you and stuff i get uh, the way i like to think of it is like does it you know uh is it like the meat and potatoes of fun you know does it just does it just need to be what it is does it need to be any more complicated and it feels like hades at least yeah. from cursory knowledge seems like it just is it is what it is right and it doesn't yeah. need anything else to be fun yeah 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 the 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 gameplay is fun like it's like it's it's the it's the idea of what we were talking about like there's no fat on this bone everything mm-hmm. there is good it's about it's about the interactions between characters it's about the gameplay loops it's about the different rooms it's about the boons and like you're constantly moving from one of those excellent elements to another and there's like like i said like you can get start to finish in like 15 20 minutes like yeah. 30 minutes um and that's just a whole run and if you don't make the run, then you can start over. Or if you have God mode activated, if you don't make the run, you get a 2%, you know, damage reduction uh, bonus. And it's like, it's just, it makes it, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's. there's something to be said for Hive Busters and Hades and these really focused experiences. And I really hope, especially as like, talk about cyberpunk and crunch and the fact that there was a lot of crunch and it's still super not polished. Um you know, on most platforms and even, I think it's even buggy on PC. I haven't played it yet, but I don't, I don't know if I, I mean, it's, bu- it's that, buggy everywhere and you run and it, it varies, but we can talk about that. Yeah. We'll, but, uh, we'll get there. but yeah, like they're there. And I hope that, I hope that the pushback on crunch and polish and these sorts of things have studios and publishers kind of reevaluate and go for this more focused model, because I think that, it pays dividends if you look at how Hades was, you know, was done at the studio. Like they, they, I heard that they require uh, their employees to take to take at least twenty days off a year. Like they don't do crunch. It takes them longer to make games, but when they come out, they are these super polished, like you know, great experiences. And it seems like the in, like the atmosphere there is great. So it's. Did you see David Jaffe? posted a video on for, I didn't even know he had a YouTube channel I saw it I, I was scrolling through Twitter and I watched like half of it uh, okay. before I had to hop into a meeting he goes into so for those who don't know David Jaffe is a uh, development lead um, or lead developer um, known for his work on like I mean the, the first one I think of is Drawn to Death but that game's terrible but he worked on the Twisted Metal franchise for PlayStation uh, and, and White, God of War and God of War and, and a number of other like like PS2 era, late PS1 era, like big, yeah. Uh, he first was, party he games. He was he was the game director for either God of War one or two, right? Yeah, I forget which one, but you I definitely forget, worked. On I forget one of them. if he was the guy in charge of one, and then Corey moved up later, or if it was somebody else was in charge, and then Jaffe moved up on the sequel. I can't remember. Yeah. Maybe Josh knows. Um. <clears throat> But anyway, so he goes on this whole tangent, and it was interesting because, like, you know, we're so used to seeing it from the eyes of like the journalist perspective, and 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 we're seeing it from the consumer perspective. 
whereas he's looking at it from a, a managerial perspective and and how one domino falls, you know what else what else occurs on the playing field? Um, but he goes into detail about like you know everybody keeps going on about we can't have crunch and it's terrible and like we need to improve working conditions and they need to unionize and blah blah blah. And he goes on to this whole big thing about the digital effects industry did this a number of years ago where they decided to unionize and everything like that. And then it ultimately led to all these companies like DreamWorks and stuff like that starting to outsource all of these these jobs over overseas because it was a lot cheaper than paying a union or union employees rather. It's so basically he, the same thing that's been in every industry. Right, right. Um, but it's just one of those things, like, you know, it's easy. And I, I don't know what the answer is, obviously. Um, I'm somebody that works 60 hours a week, probably. Uh, if I if I went and added it up every week, it probably comes out to about that. So I know all there is to know about working too many hours uh, for one job, at least. Um, but it, w- it was interesting, like, hearing his perspective of, like, this is, you know, this is what could happen to the gaming industry in the event that this played out the way that everybody yeah. keeps battle crying like it needs to but go that way. Here's the thing. Like that already only, happens with that already workers. first of all, yeah, right. that right. already happens like uh game development is outsourced all the time, constantly. Sure. sure. Already is outsourced. And on top of that, uh you could afford to pay the current employees uh, better wages, uh, and have them have better working hours, and it would it would lead to the same profits and stuff. Um, the people at the very top are making astronomical amounts of money. Yeah, like why is Bobby Kotick making like something like he's making like ten to twenty million dollars a year or something like that? And Activision Blizzard made two billion dollars in quarter one, and I bet you that. Oh, probably over half of their employees are barely making enough. Yeah. So yeah. there's like no excuse. Like, and this isn't a game industry thing. This is like a this is a lot. Well, no, in this a lot is, of this is in all. Yeah. This is in like every yeah. industry. There. The, the, and I'm sure. I'm pretty sure research shows that like even even when you cut out crunch and and just have people work their normal hours and give them good benefits and good pay, like. You're gonna, you'll actually like, like I've I've heard like you'll you'll actually save money in some respects, and like the product will probably be better because, you know, people who get worked too hard make mistakes. Yeah, and they don't work as hard, and they're not as loyal. Because like the minute another studio or another job comes 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 calling, and they're like, yeah, well, you give me you slightly better pay and you don't have to do what you're doing now a lot of people are just gonna fucking jump ship right whereas like some of the best places you ever work are the places where people are like i've been here 20 years right right so yeah. i i don't i don't i don't i don't buy this whole like we can't unionize thing because they totally can it's just that the people at the top don't want it they don't and want them to right and they'll and they'll fight it tooth and nail but yeah the thing yeah, the, is that the, like the ellipsis at the end of that sentence is we can't unionize and I make the same amount of money that I right, make now. Right. Yeah. So But if you I, if you look up his YouTube channel, it is a it's an interesting because I'm so used to hearing the you know, okay, we need to unionize. I'm just used to hearing that dialogue. You don't ever really hear the 
like somebody else like rallying the opposition. Yeah, yeah, you never hear the opposition. So I was just watching it. And I was like, huh, this is a an interesting take on this. Yeah, you know, as somebody <laughs> that gets beaten mentally <laughs> day over yeah. day. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of speaking of getting just beaten down emotionally and mentally, um, I've been playing Demon Souls. I thought you were going to bring up the Game Awards. I was too. No, we can do that if you want to. That was to. definitely my experience. Um. Yeah. No. I. I had. I had. Uh. I had mostly a lot of fun with the game. Watching the Game Awards. Um. I actually. I watched. There honestly a couple of things were like were like come on but like why are you why are you only giving Sydney the the dumb Instagram filter bits to talk yeah. about like give her more to do like she's a great host um everyone it's amazing how many people like people that aren't in like the zeitgeist of gaming like as as heavily as we are I've had a number of people text me that night that were like who's this guy with the weird shoes hosting the game awards yeah. can't he go away i'm like no he actually can't he made this dude yeah. he he was Did, were they were they saying tuxedo real hard yeah were they saying that they real wanted hard. that they wanted sydney to like keep presenting because she'd done like the pre-show or something yeah is that what yeah. they're i mean like, she, that's yeah. what they were that's what they were insinuating like sydney's great I'd be totally fine with that yeah sid is awesome yeah um uh yeah, it was it was wild. <laughs> it was wild. Well, like when she was doing I, like the fifteen minute, twenty minute pre show, giving out these awards. I was like, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then like the show started, and Jeff started doing all the awards, and then it would just go back to her. And they're like, she was like, hey, check out these Instagram filters, and there's a whooper alert. And I'm like, this is yeah. Like I like I get I get it. Like you got to do what you got to do. If somebody's if somebody's paying you to say to host something and point these things out and help promote like that's part of the job but like give her some more meat like she can she can do She's a, capable a ton of, of stuff. a lot more yeah yeah it just it felt like it felt like a waste plus like all that sort of product placement stuff is like i just i mean it. i think that's I, part I, of what i mean where the whole thing feels like a four hour block of just commercials yeah and it is i mean some of those commercials numbing. are th- some of those commercials are things we actually want which are like game announcements, trailers, new trailers for stuff that we're already interested in, like, you know, new character announcements for Smash, like I think I think the difference this year, you know, more than any other year is that you at least like and this is going to sound so stupid, but like even the the changing of presenters or seeing the crowd react to things or 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 any anything else, Gillette man. Even though it's like you know a marketing ploy, it was like oh, something something. Last to talk year about. when when Joseph Ferris and Jeff were there, and there was a huge crowd in the background, and he's like going off on right. the Oscars, like it was cool. Yeah, like it was a that, cool moment. Um, there's the Fast and the Furious moment where everyone's like, "Why uh, is Vin Diesel here? Is he high?" Like, hey, it, that we hey, but but Chris, we got that moment about. this year too. Yeah, I mean, we, I'm in this dinosaur. We got the yeah. we got the why is Vin Diesel here moment this year too. So yeah. it's fine. I, I'm glad you guys have enjoyed it in the past. I have hated the game awards since they were conceived. Even in <laughs> wow. their original oh 
god. I, I ever since they were a, a twinkle in Jeff Keeley's eye. Yeah, like, I fundamentally just dislike award shows. I think they're the dumbest thing ever. They're really? so unnecessary. Yes, they're so I, unnecessary. They're I, just a I bunch of people like patting themselves on the back for doing stuff. It's like, I don't know. We'll and, pat and each also, other on it, the back. And also, like, people get into these fights where it's like. Yo, this thing got an award, but this thing was so much better. And it's like, dude, who cares? Like, I mean, that that is very. It's annoying. literally like eight white people's opinion on like what is the best art that year, usually, right? And I then mean, that's I, same thing with the Oscars and stuff like that. Well, that's what I mean. And I'm talking award yeah, shows. Yeah, it doesn't broadly. make it okay, is what he's saying. And then and then the Game Awards is like, what if we did that, but it was also like E3, and it was like four hours long, and it just never seemed to end, you know. <laughs> And I guess like, I guess I get that. I, the thing that I watch the that I watched, and maybe this makes me different um, from you, and may, maybe everybody else. I don't know, but like, man, like seventy five percent of the reason I watch the Game Awards is to see new announcements. Like, I don't actually watch it mainly for the awards. I feel like that's like, what exactly. most people watch it for. But at, at that, I think at that point, why not? Just it should wait? be the. Well, no, but yeah. why not just wait till the next why day when the blog post comes out and it's like, here's everything that was the, announced at the game. The awards, awards are the, yeah. I mean, I could have, like, I could have, yeah. but like the reason why I why I waited like a couple of days and then actually just watched the presentation is because I like being surprised. Like I like, I like like the reveals that have been like shaped. Like when it's like, yeah. when it's like the slash across and it's like, oh, it's the smash reveal. Oh, there's a cutscene and then it cuts back and who is this and it's <gasps> like that I like yeah. those moments like those those actually are, those are the are, closest but, thing to sporting moments like sport moments that happen in the gaming industry is like when an announcement like that happens in real time but it, for everyone but at this point like what you're bringing up where you're like I don't really care about the awards and stuff it's like yeah then why is it an awards show I mean I get when that half, like, the, I half did... the awards are get are not even like given respect or attention they're given like totally off screen where they're like that was my biggest problem best, this year you know the what do you mean this year every no, 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 year no, no, no. It's, every it's, single year they do this it's definitely been better in years past when you have the ability to like i mean they had some of it this year but like like when they had the among us developers up for best multiplayer game well yeah because that is a moment when they would have had someone come on stage Right, but they have these moments between game announcements where they're like, "Let's talk about you know best game for accessibility," and then yeah. they're just like, "And the winner is this," and then they move on to some other fucking commercial. And yeah. it's like, if you're gonna actually do an award show, like, do it right. Like, actually give the medium the respect it deserves. Yeah. This is just a giant commercial that is hosted by Gillette and all these big companies, and they get all these. Other, frankly, just commercials for video games to show up and everyone gets excited. And it's like, we could have just like this. The, the, the game awards is basically it could have been like like a PlayStation meeting. direct or whatever. Or it, Nintendo it is the direct. No, it's the meeting that could have been an email for four mm. hours. <laughs> it, it is the most useless. Like, I, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people work really hard on it, but like <laughs> I've never liked it. I don't. I, I don't see its use. God, Josh is wanted, becoming so old. It's well, I've always felt this way about <laughs> this know, because it's, it's like just... it's never actually been an award no, show. No, Chris, I've always been old. I've always it's been never, old. It's never been an award show, and it's never quite been a thing for announcements. It's just been this weird. 
I corporate think thing. It's a weird that is just in between like not, that. Yeah, I, it's yeah. just not enjoyable to watch, and it's not enjoyable to cover because it's four hours of us sitting there. Like I, I it seriously a, felt like my yeah, brain was gonna melt. At, well, especially after. it's a lot to cover, especially the day after uh, the Disney Investor Day. <laughs> Which had it was the same. It was the same day. day. Never mind. It was well, the same and, day. Yeah, and when Cyberpunk had just come out, the, also right. the Disney investor call wasn't even over when the Game yeah. Awards started. Yeah. So like, think about I was I was basically like for six and a half hours just like now, all the Star Wars stuff is great and I was very excited, but everything else in the Disney investor call like the first hour and a half was not very exciting. Yeah, I don't and know why. This, I, and this I is saw some of the Star Wars news, and I was like, "Oh, I'm excited to to see that on at the Game Awards." And then none. <laughs> like, and I was like, "Oh, that was from something else." Yeah, no, that was not. Um, it's funny too because I am an actual Disney investor, and I found that whole thing kind of boring. But um, I'm like, just just announce it. Just get on with it. Like for the first half hour, they're like, they're like, we're doing great things with streaming. I'm like, I know, man. Like I've, <laughs> I'll buy been years in, of it. Yeah, already. we're a year into this thing. I was like, I was at your convention and bought three years up front before it even launched. Like I'm aware, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know, and it's like it's it's just it was so much, and then and then the game awards is just like it, it wants to be so many things, and it keeps getting longer every year, and they keep like I'm supposed to be excited about celebrities, and I am just I don't I have. You I know don't what care it is about celebrities. Wait, at all. you don't want to hear the the best narrative uh, award given out by Christopher Nolan? No, they. What have, does Christopher Nolan know about video games? They like, have some of the worst people dishing out awards of anything I've ever watched. I will say that. Like, I did, but I did like. like there I are like, some who are like big game like enthusiasts. Like I thought it was cool having Brie Larson there. You know, sure, that because, one like, makes sense. Well, yeah, but, that like, one makes sense because like, she, she's yeah. super into Animal Crossing, Nintendo. It's all over Twitter. I I understand. She's a that super one. huge Metroid fan, so like she and why, I are just like right. Why there. was also, why was the Karate Kid? Yeah. Why, why uh, Machio? Or Machio. Yeah. Ralph Machio. Ralph Machio. Why I, did he give out best? This is what I mean. Game. Where like they don't show the medium the respect it actually deserves because they feel like I thought they, they want, doing a fighting game was kind of they funny. want. They want all the other, like, they want the film industry and stuff to, like, respect video games and stuff. And it's like, even though we're bigger. Need, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the big brother coming to you the, are... who's, who's graduated college, you know, mm-hmm. is, is, is the, is the, the quarterback of the football team and is dating the head cheerleader, going yeah. to his little brother with a snotty nose and being like, do you it's, think I'm cool? It's so yeah. weird. It's like, no, it's, like, we're bigger than you. Like, just <laughs> move just, over. It's so weird to me that they're like, well, if we have Christopher Nolan there, then it'll make it seem like this huge thing. And it's like, Christopher Nolan doesn't know anything about video games. Like, he knows about film, and he makes films. He makes pretty damn good movies, right? Yeah. His whole world is wrapped up in that medium. And it's like, you're pulling him in, and, like, he might have a cursory knowledge of it. Like, they might show I him thought his cuts. comments on it were interesting. Yeah, like, like I, but that's, him basically that's saying how much that, of like, that is a script that like I, yeah, but I don't I don't know, but like to me it, it was it was interesting. Like, but every he's, time he's like yeah, my, but yeah, it, it is pull, But every time they pull people like Christopher Nolan or like just directors or like people from the film industry in, their oh their comments are always stuff about how like oh it's so cinematic and it's like. It shouldn't be the aim. Like some games, yes, that's their goal, right? To be not like every cinematic. Game. Hades is not cinematic. Hades is not I've cinematic at all. Yeah. yeah, like Journey's not. You know, 
some of the some of the best games in the medium's history are not are not that right and and yeah. i i don't Tetris. like this idea that like yeah super it mario just seems to me like, like they not... like they show christopher nolan a bunch of like cutscenes from big games like death stranding or something and then i mean this like, year it was the last of us part two and it's yeah, like yeah it's, i get it it's like <laughs> oh this is what video games must be like when in reality video games are like so much more than like the last of us twos right they're there's yeah, it's so that, many and Hades other games and grindstone and tetris and, and, yeah, and mario if you, and, if, and if you think that video games are just like just the last of us 2 it's like that is like not even one percent like no. the, if you took up all the people that played that game it's not even like one percent of what the medium represents and all the people around the world playing different kinds of games and doing different important things in the medium and it's like why are we wasting our time with people like this we should have people who like who are going to present these awards who are actually like working in the medium working in the space who are like you know, it, it just it, like it, why it screams hollow to me, and, the, the I, and one, I've never, I've never thought it was a good idea. Steve Saylor, or um, who's the guy that runs Able Gamers? Uh, Steven Spoon. Yeah, like yeah. why? Why aren't they presenting why not them? the accessibility? The hilarious board? thing is, is, is <laughs> yeah, that when Josh was talking work. about have somebody have somebody who's in it talk about it, I literally thought of the two of them. Right. I literally was like, yeah, get them in there. Yeah, and they'd love it. Right. And they'd be able to shine, I know like, he's, they'd I know be able to shine a light gone, on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know Steven's gone to previous events before, but but that's what I mean. Like you need to find those people and and shine a light on them. Uh, you know, that's what that's what makes the this medium interesting is that there are Or whoever that editor was that was that that um that uh, broke that thing about cyberpunk epilepsy uh, epilepsy warnings or whatever. Right. Right. Like people who are doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Or game makers who are making stuff that's really that, weird, like Media Molecule or something. Yeah. All of that being said, I'm yeah. real mad at, I almost said Troy Baker, at Nolan North and uh, what's his face? Spider-Man. Tom Holland? Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Where was my Uncharted trailer? That was the I only was reason I was watching. Like, I was amazed. The they yeah. didn't show anything. Like, why like, have them what? present? What are you expecting? They're like, oh my God, yeah. It was like, Hey guys, I'm Tom Holland, and we're making the Uncharted movie. And now Christopher or uh, Christopher they Nolan, Nolan North filming, is going to do this thing. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, they're done. Yeah. But it was just like, why? Why is he there? Why are Why are either of them there? Other than to say this movie's coming out someday. And now There's they're no both there this to show me nothing. <laughs> right. This, mo- this movie's that that's been in development hell for a decade that we promise is good. Yeah. Like. But we don't have with anyone, Mark so. Wahlberg. But don't worry about Sully. it because Get because Monster Hunter, uh, you know, with uh, with Mila Jovovich is coming out first. So, and it's already mm-hmm. banned in China because they mm-hmm. apparently it says some derogatory things about the Chinese government. Oh nice. no, no, it had a. Um, <laughs> they recognize. Of like, course, Hong we did Kong this right when I put a bunch of food in my mouth. <laughs> Dude, it you're the one who's eating while we're recording. It's oh, not dude, my, it's while not he's chewing. I literally finished working and jumped on, all right? While so. he's chewing. <laughs> so what I had read and what I had posted via IGN.com during my shift was that some people in China saw it that were very patriotic, and they were deeply offended, so they pulled it from theaters. That's not what I read. I read that there was a, there was a saying that Chinese people find offensive and it and it boiled down to like the the one we have where it's like um 
Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees, look at these or whatever. Like they say something like that in the movie. Okay. And apparently there's a, there, the way they translated it, there's a version of that saying that Chinese people find offensive or something like that. Mm. And because it's in the film, like people got mad about it. Maybe it does have to do with that, like the Chinese government or whatever, but that's not what I read. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Perfect Dark's coming out. I'm interested yeah. in that. Yeah. The rumors that, were true. That, mm-hmm. uh, that as they so excited. often are. Yeah. Uh, in games, yeah. It seems like lots of times rumors are pretty true. Unless they come from 4chan. Like sh- Shadow of the wrong. Shadow of the Tomb Raider was true. Uh, the initiative Perfect Dark was true. Every Assassin's Creed ever. Every Assassin's Creed ever <laughs> leaked was true. It's always to Kotaku. Yeah. 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 And somebody editing something that they shouldn't be because they're working on a too plane. long, riding on a subway. Yeah. 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 Um, the yep. announcements that... So there were a couple of things that were announced that I thought were pretty cool. Um, I thought... The first thing that I, that I saw that I thought looked kind of cool was Shady Part of Me, which reminded me of Contrast, which was a PS4 launch game. Uh, I that I saw this one. It's the, it's the shadow platformer where like you have the little girl who's walking around in kind of like a Burton-esque world, and her shadow is like separate from her, and it's like different platforming and stuff like that. Contrast was like that. But like it wasn't very good. I only played it because it was all I had when the PS4 came out. Like we didn't have much. We had AC4, Killzone, Shadowfall, and Resogun, and then like a bunch of okay stuff. Like Dude, you had Lego and... Marvel superheroes. Right? I've never played one of those Lego games. That's the best one. Lego Marvel superheroes. It's the best one. Is that the one that has Iron Man and the Hulk on the cover? Yep. I mean, it's Marvel. Okay, I actually have that. My friend gave that to me on Xbox One. I have it downstairs. It's on my list of games to try and decide if I'm going to keep. That game, um, that's worth playing. Lego games are very, like, um, old-school chill. Yeah. That's the way I'll describe it. There hasn't I I, been... I think I played the the first or, like, the prequel Lego Star Wars game for, like, half hour on 360 or something like that, and I was just kind of like, eh. I don't know. This seems yeah. like kind of tedious. They're not complicated. You run not. around, hit stuff, and pick up Lego pegs. And stuff. I like, actually for a while I would play them at night when I wanted to like get sleepy because <laughs> 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 they were like some of them are so monotonous. I'd just be like, "This is really boring," and then just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, another one that I thought looked good was Endless Dungeon. Did you guys see this one? Yeah, I. I literally when i was watching i was like that looks cool and then as soon as the title popped up and said endless dungeon i said okay you're speaking my language (laughs) yeah uh then i was like me the first one that i saw that was like that i was like i'm definitely buying this is season yeah i'm here for that game the one where where it's the uh the kid on a bike with glasses who is like going around uh cataloging like other cultures and stuff the one where he was like our 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 grandparents lived a thousand years our uh parents had uh a hundred years uh we we've only got one season and i'm like wow and it's basically like that at all yeah it's it's like this this skinny um the skinny skinny black kid with uh like big circular frame glasses and he's like bicycling around it's 
freaking gorgeous. The graphics look incredible. It looks like a really chill experience. I like I literally can't wait. That was the first game where I was like from the first opening shot I was like you have my attention. Yep. And then like the second shot I was like oh my god. And then once they actually like started going into like what the game was, I was like I'm buying this day one. Like this is That was I my my Sayonara Wild Hearts of the show for this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then there was uh, Road 96, which I thought looked interesting. It was the road trip game uh, out of a country called uh, Petria, which was, this was the one where it was like, you're trying to escape your country. There's like uh, a lot of unrest in your country, and there's a bunch of different ways. It's like the don't trust hitchhiker, or like don't trust the people you're hitchhiking with, and it looked like a really dangerous, you were like this kid, okay, um, and you're trying to get out lot, of the country. There were a lot of them, like in the beginning especially, that I missed. I was... Uh, I was on a Zoom call for my HOA, so... Noise. It was awful. I bet. So, so many old people. It involved an HOA. It was probably terrible, yeah. It was, it was terrible. Uh, yeah, so I, I thought that one looked really interesting. Um, it it kind of looked like the, the, the coyote thing, like people coming up from Mexico and like they have to risk their lives to like escape mm. their terrible situation. But it was like they were basically making it seem like there's like thousands of ways for you to get out or you don't have to get out and maybe you can make like some political change in your country or something like it seemed like very interesting and open-ended in a way that i was like this looks like it could be interesting and then and then the thing that i did not expect uh ruined king a league of legends story which is an airship syndicate they announced it before but i don't remember seeing gameplay or like showed it yeah, so yeah. it's an airship syndicate game. It looks like Battle Chasers, and I'm gonna play it for real, for real. Yeah, that was part of their uh, Riot Riot Games that announced all the. Um... Yeah, they announced like a fighting game and a bunch of stuff like that. But like this was the first I well, was no, seeing. No, no, no. Yeah. This was before that. They announced um, like a division within Riot that was like basically giving smaller studios the League of Legends license so that they could make like narrative experiences. There's more than just this airship game you saw. There's like two yes, others. yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. well, I remember like it was what like a year or two ago or something like that where they're like, "Yo, we announced like a bunch of different League of Legends types of games," like, but like I remember it just being like an art animation or something before, and this was like gameplay, and I was like, "Oh, this looks like Battle Chasers." I'm playing the hell out of this uh, because like that's the last Airship Syndicate game that I played, and it was awesome. Yeah, like I legit I saw that it came to Game Pass, and I was like, maybe I'll play it again. <laughs> like and then I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna get rid of my, I'm gonna get rid of my backlog of games that I've already played that I just would play again for like achievements or trophies or just to play them again. I'm just gonna play new stuff, which actually led me to some cool stuff this week. Uh, I started playing Iconfell. Have either of you touched that? Uh, it's never, on Game Pass. It is like a 16-bit game. Uh, it's on Game Pass. It looks super, super cute. It's basically a game about this school for witches. Um, okay. The main character, who is not magically inclined, uh, her sister didn't come home for the summer. And so she goes off to try to find her magical school, which is inside of a magical wood, uh, and is trying to find out like what happened. And apparently something went down at the school... This is all like from the first half hour to an hour of the of the game that they reveal this stuff. Someone went down at the school 
And as she draws closer to the school, the main character starts manifesting magical powers and is like, what's happening? And it's about that. But the gameplay is like, is like uh, grid based in a really, really narrow field. Um, and you get timing bonuses. So it's kind of like Legend of Dragoon where like you attack and then there's like a ring that comes in over your enemy. And if you time your second button press, it'll give you like bonus damage uh, and stuff like that. And the same goes for defense. So it's like, it's really, really interesting. I like it so far. Um, the art's cool. The, you know, story seems interesting. You know, it's about, uh, it's about, you know, a little girl and I'm guessing eventually her sister and different weird stuff that's going on at the school. So like, cool. I'm, I'm, have, I'm having fun with it and it's on game pass. So like, why not? Game Pass. It's there. Catch it's the there. Fever. Oh, also, I didn't talk about this uh, earlier, but like, by the time this uh, episode posts, uh, you can play Gears Five Hive Busters on Game Pass. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just been playing that, and then I've been playing a bunch of Demon Souls. I think I'm like 11, 10, 11 bosses in. There you go. How do you? feel about it are you glad I, that you're playing it i felt very glad that i was playing it until today okay um i just got to four two which okay. is shrine of storms the ritual path which is the second section of the shrine of storms level and i am finding it incredibly infuriating such that like after dying maybe six times and losing I've I've died maybe three times in the entire game. Uh and I've died probably ten times in this one subsection of this one area. And I've lost probably 150,000 souls. Um Yeah. It's wow. like it's the when i when i tell you that the enemy and corridor construction in this section of this level is bullshit like i mean it like there's enemies who can literally one shot me and there's a lot of them and there's a lot of ledges that are unprotected with enemies that can hit me with homing projectiles from outside the range i can even hit them uh yeah, it's bullshit. Like it got like to the, a sorcerer, right? Yeah, hmm. and I literally can't hit them. Like I, I can lock on. I cast my spell, and it fades out before it gets to them. Hmm. Like, which is really aggravating. So I have a, I have a dumb question, just because I. There I'm are not, no dumb questions, my friend. I know. I'm so used to hearing. There are that. some, but there are some. It's probably there's it, probably isn't. It's probably not that dumb. Um, because I'm so not well versed in the Souls universe. Sure. Is is Demon Souls the only one where you gather souls and if you die you lose them all? Or are no, they that's all, all like of them. That? They're all like that. Okay. That's all of them. I feel like I'm hearing that mechanic. I'm hearing more about that mechanic from people that play Demon Souls than I have from any other Dark Souls I, you know player why? in years. It's probably because so many people, when they got a PS5, got Demon Souls, and they're playing that game for the first time. Yeah. That's probably why. That's possible. Yeah, it's... it's it's. I'm not... The problem is, is that by the time I get... The, the most aggravating thing is that there's, like, not... And so, 
there's a bunch of things that are leading into this. The enemies that I'm fighting are strong against magic. That's one. Mm -hmm. I'm a mage, so that sucks. Two, the corridors are so narrow that, like, the weapon that I'm using, which is the uh, the Crescent um, uh, Falcon, is, like, it takes wide swings, so I hit the walls. Oh. Uh, so, like, even if I'm trying to swing through, but because, again, this particular weapon does mostly magic damage, I gotta hit him, like, four well, or five times. That, but isn't this game known for, like, for the majority of it, magic is, like... OP. I mean, it's it's good. It's strong. Yeah. yeah. Being able to attack people like from range and kite them, like it's magic is really good in Demon Souls. Magic is really good in Dark Souls. Magic yeah. is typically good in the Souls games. Magic is extremely powerful in Dark Souls too. Like yeah. hex magic is like ridiculous. Um, I typically play a mage in all these games just because I think like getting magic like makes you way more of a versatile fighter you can still fight in melee it's just like you have ranged options and there are some like i think the reason why magic is so lauded in demon souls in particular is that like the ai wasn't good enough that like you couldn't obviate some encounters entirely with magic sure so like there's a, a, a really good combination that some people will, will will say is like oh equip the thief ring which makes it harder for you to be detected by enemies, which reduces the ability, the the range at which they can aggro you. Um, and then you cast Soul Arrow or Soul Ray or something like that, and you hit them, like you can get close enough to target them and hit them with magic before they have their guard up. So, you know, when somebody blocks even a magic attack, it, they'll still take damage, but it's like significantly reduced damage. They'll take like a third of it. But if you can pump up your magic stat enough and you hit them while they're not guarding like you can one shot a lot of people okay um so it's like you basically just walk through here you kind of stealth through you hit people really hard with this powerful spell and then that's kind of it um but like you always want to have like a weapon also in addition to your wand because like that doesn't always work like when people come at you like you need to be able to block so like Right now, I've got I've got like a shield. I've got a kite shield and my uh, crescent falchion in my right hand, and then I've got like my wand in my in my second slot for my left hand, and then the crisp blade, which enhances. It's a dagger that enhances your magic damage. So it basically makes it so that like my my big like scimitar is something I can use in combat, but it also regenerates my mana, and then I can switch to my like crisp blade, which is good for when I'm spell casting. It makes my spells hit harder. Um, but and then I just basically switch back and forth between the two, whether I need to engage with people in melee or I need to engage with people at range. But the section that I'm at has people that are sniping me from super far away. It has really powerful people um, that are rolling up on me super aggressively. And I ha- I'm, I'm on like a walkway like this. So it's like if I swing too hard or too many times, like I can fall off the ledge and like a bunch of stuff like that. It's just... The Reapers are the thing that are giving me the most problems because they have a spell that can literally one-shot me. It's ridiculous. It's it's Mm. just ridiculous. Like, I turn a corner. I'm in a super long hallway. I can actually get boxed in with two enemies on the front and the back of me that I, like, can't really do anything against. It's just so easy for me to die. It's ridiculous. Mm. And when I get to the point that I'm dying, 
I've gotten enough souls in that first area that like I could have leveled up. So it's like, it's especially painful because it's like, it takes like 17K for me to level up right now. And by the time I get to where I'm going, I have like 18 or 19. And it's like, well, if I could have lived, I could have at least walked all my way back and then leveled up and then been in a better position. But it's like, because I'm constantly going up against these like ridiculous, you're, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, you're instantly dead situations. It's like, I don't have an opportunity to kind of extricate myself from that situation and it sucks but yeah and then i left and went to a totally another area and now i'm having fun again i was gonna say you're really selling me on this whole experience because i haven't i haven't like that's, hopped into this yet that's that's what i always do is what you just did brian is like if i find myself getting like frustrated with an area like i just can't get past it i just go a diff- to a different place or yeah, i'll go like just, i've been going right i should just go left or like that kind of yeah, thing. I've just I've just been I've just been gunning for getting the platinum in this and so I was taking the same like level order approach that I did when I did it on PS3. Um mm. and you want to know what sucks while I was doing all of this, a patch came out for Demon Souls and it specifically reduces the amount of souls you get in the one area that I'm in. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you, Blue Point." That sucks. You're going to make this worse? You're going to make this, like... But, like, I get it. You get a lot of souls for these enemies, but I think you deserve it. Like, it's really tough. Um, But, yeah, so I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I basically am like, I know I can't beat the area that I'm going to right now, but I can at least rescue Yuria and then get, like, Firestorm or some other powerful spells from her and different stuff. like. So I'm basically like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Go to some other areas, try to get a bunch more souls, try to level up a few more times, get some more spells, get some better equipment, see if I can upgrade a few more times, and then try again, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very interesting, like, going from uh, Gears 5 Hive Busters, which goes down smooth. It's still, like, it's still, like, a challenge, but, like, it goes down smooth, and then, like, going back to Demon's Souls, and it's just like, goddamn. What do you think of, like, the like the graphical enhancements and everything? It's, like, how do you like, think it looks? overall like literally like when i say like i was having a great time until this i was like man like literally just earlier today i was thinking i'm so glad i got this game like it's like this is it 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 does make me really happy even if it is a a world that i've explored before and a game that i've explored before like i am having fun um and like it it is it is really cool and like i made a second character like i'm definitely even even if i get the platinum i'm gonna play through it again as like a pure melee build, like a quality build like I did. Cause like, I don't always play mages actually now that I think about it. Cause I played a quality build in Dark Souls 3 and I basically made like, I had like a rapier that was like, I did like a dex build or something for the first time ever. And it's it's always fun doing that. And, yeah. um, and I think that the first, the first three games in the series really made it possible to do a bunch of builds. And then that, that kind of went away with, um, you know, a little bit with Bloodborne where, you know, if you go with a blood tinge build, like it has to be really specific to work. There isn't as much freedom, but, um, but I'm, I'm liking it a lot. Like I like, I like the option to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I want to do a miracle build next, or maybe I want to do a, a big two, you know, and then I remembered, uh, I, uh, I got the dragon bone crusher, which is an enormous, like if you've seen berserk 
like Guts's sword from Berserk is basically, or like Cloud's Buster sword. Like imagine that, but bigger. Uh, <laughs> and like that's you know that's the sword that I picked up, and I was like, oh yeah. When I first got this in the PS3, I literally used this for the rest of the game because <laughs> it's just a giant sword, and you just slam it at people, and it immediately makes them face plant on the ground, uh, and you can just just abuse the heck out of everybody because it's just a massive club sword <laughs> it's 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 fun it's fun uh you know running around taking things you know from from the different angles uh i definitely like dark souls one's approach to like creating a connected world because there's a lot of times especially right now where i'm like man i would i would kill a man for a shortcut back to the archstone and like you know in in much the same way that like in dark souls you would find like a gate and then loop back and you'd be like, oh, wow, this is a bonfire that I unlocked earlier. This is cool. And now I can just, you know, rest and, and uh, you know, have an easier run, you know, in the future. There's some ways that that still appears in Demon Souls, but it, you definitely still see the kind of ways in which the games that came after it improved on this uh, a bit. Although I will, I will say, I think that, like, as far as world building goes, I think this is probably up there with, Bloodborne, as far as like, a, they make a really interesting world. Uh, I think the world is more interesting than Dark Souls. I just think that some of the gameplay things are um, not as good, but it, it looks unreal. Like it looks really amazing. Cool. So tight. Toy. I haven't played since I killed the spider boss. So man, I had a hard time with that one. I I really beat that one. I beat that one. My first try on PS3, and I must have died three or four times on it this time. Oh, I know that they added to it, apparently. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, like, I heard that the where the fire comes every time now is new. Like, it used to only do that once. Yeah, I definitely remembered fighting it either in melee range or from, like, really far away in the tunnel. But you straight up can't hit it with spells from the tunnel, like, which is crazy to me. Like, I definitely right. remember hitting it with spells from further away than I am now. Maybe that's just my memory being wonky, but yeah. I'm playing a knight, so. Nice, nice. Uh -huh. Are you using any magic or miracles or anything like that, or just your sword and shield? Just hitting stuff with my sword and praying nice. to the gods. <laughs> and uh, I've been doing okay. I, I haven't played in a while because I've just gotten distracted. There's so many other things going on that I've just gotten yeah. distracted. And I haven't really like, been in the mood. Every time I sit down and I have like time where it would be just me playing a game, that's not that like, Demon Souls hasn't been the thing where I'm like, let's go do that. I've always been like, oh, I'm going to do this. That's always been thing. my problem with them, though, is like I go to sit down and I'm like, hmm. Do I want to have this shit beaten out of me for like a good two hours and then feel bad about it later? <laughs> it's not about for me. It's not about that. Like I, it's not that I feel like I'm getting my ass kicked. It's more like I. Do I want to really think hard right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. Like, do I want to? Wanna, you know, do I do I want to be like, like super focused and and super into this right now? And sometimes it's like, no, I kind of just want to chill. Yeah. To me, it's kind of like like doing a jigsaw puzzle. It's kind of like uh, like my thought is like, do I want to have kind of like a zen, methodical experience? And right. that's kind of what the Souls games are for me. Because just it's just like, okay, I'm going to a, a new area. Shields up. Let me check my corners. 
This sort of thing. Okay, looks pretty good. I'm gonna walk across the room. I'm gonna pick up this thing. What is it? Oh, it's a new weapon. Let me check this out. Oh, it's a soul. Oh, that's more upgrade stuff for later. Like, that's kind of how I look at it. And it's like, oh, let me explore. Let me find all this. Stuff. Like, I like I like checking out all the. My 100% mode gets turned on, and it's just like I'm gonna check all these corners. I'm gonna break every box. I'm gonna roll into all these jars. You know, like I don't know. It's just really fun for me to explore these worlds. Like they are like really dark and like there's a lot of messed up stuff that happens in these worlds but for whatever reason i think it's like the same the same thing that i was talking about in our last of us part two discussion where it's just like yeah this should have been really harrowing but for whatever reason it was just it was just comforting it was just like i was just getting in there and doing the work you know i have a feeling in like january when i don't have a lot to play because i don't think there's anything coming out around then at this point that like has my attention When's Horizon? <laughs> Fuck if we know. <laughs> I mean, End of next, next year. year. That's next uh, year, and God of War is too. Yeah, but I, w- I that's not going to be beginning of next year. You don't think? No, no. That's not I like mean, March I, or anything. I think Ratchet will be March. Oof! I can't wait for that. February or March, and then I think maybe the next one will be April. But I don't even know if it'll be Horizon or God of War. I could see it being. But you're thinking Maybe your after-Christmas game. game might be Demon Souls? I think so. Um, I'm going through Devil May Cry right now and Cyberpunk, and I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. both of those. Where are you playing those? Yeah. Uh, so Devil May Cry I'm doing on PS5. Okay. Uh, it's the and special that's the, edition. that's the Virgil edition? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I never played... I never played it any Devil May Cry for more than like an hour. They've just oh, never... interesting. They, they've never felt good to me. And this one isn't much different. Uh, so I think Nero uh, controls terribly. I think he's super clunky. I don't know if it's that I'm really bad at the game. Because he's, I watch, he's better in four. I watch uh, other people play it, and I'm like, why can't I do these things? <laughs> it takes some getting used to. Yeah. Um, I really uh, don't like the, the buster arm that he has and everything like that. Like, I don't like that mechanic at all. Yeah. Um, v... No, yeah, I'm into V. Dope, dude. V's dope. Like v is I very really, good. really like playing as him. Um, he's got a really good mix-up. Um, I like being able to send like you know the the bird and the yeah the nightmare thing on enemies while I'm killing another enemy. Like they can keep like messing people up while I'm just like stabbing it stuff. Like it just it feels really good. You feel really powerful as him. I definitely found it better to get like stylish ranks with V than anybody else. Just because like once you get the rhythm of like juggling enemies and like making sure that you're always having somebody attacking someone, like it was pretty easy to get through encounters without even getting touched. Like it's pretty awesome. It feels very empowering when you like really get a handle on V's abilities. Yeah. What's crazy to me about that game is like the amount one of it is the amount of cutscenes that are in it where if you go up to a phone booth and you have to call like if you if you want yeah. to upgrade your abilities <laughs> you go up to a phone booth and you call the van and like this van will just like bust through there are different animations for every single time that that happens and it's yeah. insane to me. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, the the girls the girl character I can't remember her name uh, her voice acting is a choice. She has some like it's southern. Really, it's hey wild. y'all! It's it's. I I get. This is I, over I the top like, Japanese action for real. Yeah, like I I get <laughs> labyrinth kind of vibes from this game where I have a lot of moments where I'm sitting there playing it and I'm like, somebody made the decision 
<laughs> to yeah. do this. Like somebody thought that this was a good idea and they went for it. But it is look, look, it is look. very much in its own <laughs> style. There's a pitch meeting in the early 80s. And they're like, look, I got four words for you. David Bowie banana hammock. <laughs> and they're like, you David sold Bowie's, me. Yeah, David Bowie's ball I don't sack. need to know anything else. Yeah. You sold me. Green light the project. Give him everything he needs. <laughs> you don't like, get George Lucas in here, too. We need him. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. It uh, it's a it's a weird game. I don't know that I'll finish it. I'm enjoying it. I played it for about four hours Saturday morning, uh, which was a good. I mean, that it was a good chunk like of time. Yeah. Um, I think the the bosses are really cool, but like, yeah. I keep trying to level up Nero, and every time I have to play as him now, especially after playing as V, every time I play as him, I'm like, maybe I'm not the problem. Maybe it's him. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, played, always felt have, about you Dante. As, have you played as Dante? Yeah, I haven't yet. I haven't gotten okay. uh, gotten to him yet. Uh, Although I'm very DMC interested. though. It's yes, the best one. That's what everybody Come. says. Come D- fight me. No, that is not. What that is not says. what everybody says. That's, what, that's everybody I talk to has said. Well, that's because you're talking to Josh and myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, come to think of it, I only I had to talk buddy, to you two. I had a buddy in college that was super into that game, and he was like, really played it. It is the best. It is. It is. Ugh. God, I'd, I'd never really gotten into that series before, and then that one just really did it for me. I love. Yeah. I think the biggest it. disappointment is that we'll probably never get DMC two. Probably, we're never getting DMC two because because Devil May Cry five, like, did so well. Yeah, and DMC, I don't know that it did well. I think it did fine. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just because the core fan the core fan base seemed to reject it, but I was. I was not the core fan base because I was not really a big fan of those games to begin with, but I freaking loved DMC. Let me tell you. The thing that <laughs> I liked uh, the thing that I liked about DMC as somebody who had played Devil May Cry 1 and 4 was that was that it changed the relationship of the brothers like in a way that mm-hmm. like I found yeah. really interesting. Um but I can imagine for people for whom classic Devil May Cry is like their thing, that is not what they want changed. Right. Like they don't want they don't want, you know, you know, Dante and Virgil to be working together against a bigger threat. They want them to be at each other's throats until the big threat comes and then they reluctantly team up or whatever. But I don't know. That mm-hmm. just I I found I found Dante's particular brand of bluster in DMC to be like very fun mm-hmm. in a way that like, in a way that like I find Dante in the other games, like kind of campy. I found Dante and DMC like sincere, but still ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that, no, if that I makes totally, sense. I totally understand what you mean by that. Cause it's, it's like, I don't know. There was something totally about, the the I, I don't know new Dante if you want to call him that uh, yeah black hair like, Dante I, I thought old Dante was just like a smug dick kind of yeah like he wasn't well, that's, a, and it seemed like he was putting it appealing. on yeah I didn't find him to be an appealing character at all that's the, what's weird then, about yeah the, this one too is like I don't like anyone yes <laughs> like, yeah it, the whole game feels like it's like angst rock like. This like in, not even emo rock. It's just everyone's like, 
Yeah. So in Devil May Whatever. Cry 4, I found Nero to be more relatable because he's kind of the fish out of water. Like he's really good at fighting, but like he doesn't know what's going on. And Dante shows up and is like, yo, I'm going to kill yeah. this dude that you like. <laughs> and then you're going to have to kind of deal with it. And then there's like that whole struggle between them and all that sort of stuff. It, it's it's interesting, and and I found, I don't know, I found him better in that more because he's like alone. He he's alone and he's kind of you know what I mean. It's like it's like yeah. him and his church buddies um, who are like not everything they're cracked up to be and all that sort of stuff. It I don't know. I found that story put Nero in like a better light than Five did, yeah. even though like. Yeah, I I just think I, I – and I don't know how I'd feel going back, but, like, I really like Devil May Cry 4. Yeah. And when DMC came out, I was actually disappointed that Nero wasn't in it because up to that point, I'd only played Devil May Cry 1 and Devil May Cry 4, and I definitely liked Nero more than Dante. And then they were like, just kidding, but that character doesn't exist anymore. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it's, this is new Dante. Yeah. And also – Cat was super cool and like the idea of having stencils of spells yes. and spray painting them I thought was like the coolest fucking thing that had ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently I plus, my opinion doesn't matter because Plus the way that as he was trying to go along inside of like the demon realm or whatever, how everything would get warped and like it oh would my stretch. God. The level the level design in that game is superb. Super it smart. Is. And having like, everything like part of his weapon or whatever, like it like from a gameplay thing it was it, it was really streamlined in a great way man you know what i gotta go back and play dmc again pretty sure it's you, you're, it, you're, isn't you're it selling on me or something dmc so. is so good you're like, selling me more on dmc than devil may cry 5 and i'm in the middle of playing that well let me tell you if you get tired of devil may cry 5 pick up dmc and see what you think i think Dude, i'm sure you get that game for like PlayStation five plus bucks. at some point like, it, i think, I I think it, it was and it was like the re the remaster one or the one that yeah. runs way better i don't think so, so. because i don't have that Oh, I don't know. I I thought I remember that. I'm seeing if I have it on Steam real quick. Um, yeah, so I've been doing that, and then oh yeah, I do have it on Steam. Well, there uh, you go. There you go. There you go. Also, I think I think Devil May Cry Five is like really visually impressive, but I think the style of the art for DMC is like really good. Visually, yeah. I mean, the game runs great on PS5. Yeah, uh, it is a you know it's a last gen title that they've they've souped up obviously and repackaged and everything. But it is it basically running like it does on PS4 Pro, or does it actually get PS5 benefits? I don't know what it looks like on PS4 depends, Pro. Depends but. on if the game has oh wait no 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 frame rates. Yo, this no is it, the, it's its no, own this is the standalone. Virtual, yeah, this is the virtual one, so it's it is a PS5 game, right? Yes, yeah. it, it, okay, it, okay. it, it is. Okay, it had a patch and it has like multiple modes. Like it well, has like a but this is 60 like RT mode and RT mode like a full RT mode and then I like think a, the Virgil mode specifically is just for Series X and PS5 though right. now that I recall right right okay okay I know that so it I, is taken I've been hearing yeah. I've been hearing that the performance mode in that game is 120 frames per second but that it doesn't actually hit 120 frames it hits like 110 like yeah it's like a 110 so it doesn't quite look right so the one that I was hearing was like. You should play with the RT60 mode because it will a look a lot better than the performance mode, but also it's just like a locked 60. It yeah. also like if you're not the number of people that can actually play that game at 120 frames is like very small. Like you have to have a TV with HDMI 2.1, and that's the case with any 
any of these yeah. games that are doing that. Like, it will flat out tell you, like, hey, you can't take advantage of this. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've been doing it, you know, obviously on the, the fidelity mode, the visual mode with, like, ray tracing on and stuff like that. It looks great. Hmm. I have a 1080p television, so... Yeah, I, I can't it on wait a- for you to buy a new TV. I'm so excited. Whenever that day comes. I, I, my thing is like, I, you, you and, and my friend Miguel, man, with your 4K TVs, you're like, but you go, you don't even understand. It's like, no, I understand. I worked at IGN. I did 4K video. Like I've seen, I've seen how good it looks, but I'm like, I bought this TV like two and a half years ago. It's so new. Yeah, that's and not. It, and at the same time, it's like the games already look really freaking good. And I'd rather just play them at 60 frames a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's kind of like no, me with it. like I play I play on this mo- like the monitor we're having this conversation on like that's where I play stuff that's where I have my PS5 hooked up so it's like I'm just gonna play it in performance mode anyway which was interesting because I had my PS5 on this monitor and like as we all know PS5 doesn't support 1440 so I took it downstairs so like now I'm getting uh, less responsiveness because it's not on a monitor but I'm getting better. Uh, resolution Visuals. my TV's 4K yeah. so it's yeah. very interesting like I'm basically doing the physical like the hardware version of performance mode versus fidelity mode yeah mm-hmm. so the other game that I've been playing as of yesterday well and a little bit Bug Saturday snacks. <laughs> I did not care for bug snacks at all but that is that is not uh that is not i still still haven't booted it up yeah it's it did not i I played like two hours of it and i was like i get what this is and i don't want it and then i i I was out yeah um that's fair cyberpunk 2077 yes let's talk about it so i bought this game on you guys are gonna be like god damn you're the worst i bought this game as part of a buy two get one free thing got it three times nice I, i did so, I got Wait, it as a buy. What? Hold a buy on. two get one free. You bought so, it on th- two platforms there, and got it on a third. No, no, no. So there was a buy two get one free thing at Target, uh, mm-hmm. where it was. I got Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, and then Cyberpunk was my free one. So that still hasn't shown up. My PS4 copy of it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I was sitting around this weekend, I had nothing to do, and I was like, do I got? Do I buy Cyberpunk? And I'm in the middle of my shift, and I open up Slick Deals. And with that, there was a thing where if you signed up for a, oh no, if you logged into a VPN and then went to God Galaxy, but like the Russia site, like as oh, if you were yeah, in Russia. Yeah. I remember you, you saying get, this. Yeah, you could get a key for it for $26 for PC. And I was like, <sighs> I'm doing it. So I get the key for PC. I'm playing a little bit and I'm like. And everything's in Russian. Okay. Everything's, I don't speak this, this language. This so many tongue. backwards R's everywhere. <laughs> Why is Putin riding a bear? Um, <laughs> it did not play well. So I have a, I have an i9 uh, processor, uh, 9900K, 64 gigs of RAM, running at 3.2 uh, gigahertz, and several SSDs, and two 980 Ti's. It did not run well in and out of SLI. Jesus. Um, it, it got to a point where, uh, like, Digital Foundry did a video where they say, like, these are our recommended settings for it right now. Um, so I ran through that. Yeah, weren't it, there, like, some weird things where, like, if you reduced the visuals, it actually looked better? Uh, yeah. Well, on I know on console, they were like, if you turn off film grain and the chromatic aber- aberration or whatever it's called, yeah, yeah. Um, it wouldn't look as blurry 
Although yeah. I think that was before the hot fix that went out on Friday because I before then I kept I kept uh thinking like man the game looks simultaneously great and bad. Like I couldn't that's, explain it. That's exactly how I felt on my PC. But then the hot fix came out and now I'm like now it just looks pretty good. <laughs> like I I, I I don't know. I'm like did, I don't know if they changed something or like apparently that hot happens, fix had like a litany of improvements in it uh, across the boards. It, it, it crashes a lot less. I'll tell you that it crashed once. Yes. Yeah. High praise. <laughs> um, well, this is the thing. When the, like the first couple of days, I could I could sometimes go like two and a half, three hours without it crashing, and sometimes I couldn't go forty five minutes without wow. it crashing. Yeah. Thankfully, it saves very often, like constantly. It so does. it's like, oh, you just reopen it and go back to where you were. But yeah. uh, this weekend, I only had it crash once after the hotfix, and I played for a couple hours this weekend. So I was like, and, it, and of course, it was like a day after I played with nothing ha- happening. I like right. had almost no bugs. I had no problems, no crashes. I was like, man, maybe they fixed it. And then the next day, I played for like two hours, and I was doing something, and it's like, Bam! like crash i'm like damn it man i thought we were past this but <laughs> no i mean i think know. that's going to be the case for a long time for this game um where you'll just come across random things where it's like god damn it um so i haven't revisited it since 1.04 came out which is the latest hotfix um mm. at least on pc i have it what i did do was I got it on Stadia because I was sitting on my my living room couch. Oh, I saw this. And I was like, I can't, like, the fact that people are going out and they're like, I need to get a 3080 for Cyberpunk. And the game can't hold 60 FPS at 4K. I'm like, why would why you, do that? why would you spend that money? Like, just wait, wait until we're there. Clearly, we're not yet. This is the first, like, yeah, we're well, not really, the, this is the second batch of uh gpus that well, have rtx enabled and things like that go yeah. ahead well yeah for pc you can get it you can get it like looking really good and stuff console yeah. console on i will say just off side note on ps5 it actually does look and run really well and it's at 60 most of the time i think the only time it dips is when you're driving and it only dips into like the high 50s that's not bad it's not really that noticeable honestly so it's fine i i honestly can't imagine playing it on anything worse than a ps5 though yeah Uh, just because it seems like it's and that's even without the patch i'm sure when the pat i'm well you would hope when the patch comes out it will run better but right i don't know i don't know now so um so I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get new hardware anytime soon. I have the PS5. That patch isn't out yet. And I'm so curious about like just the performance overall of this game because I just find it like interesting. So I got it on Stadia. Um, I have a... Uh, I actually got a free Stadia kit with like a Chromecast Ultra and the controller and everything. Mm. Uh, They've had a couple of those promotions. Yeah. So uh, they had one where if you were a YouTube music subscriber, they gave it out. And then they actually had it, which I didn't know until I opened up this email, my email this morning, up until last night. If you bought Cyberpunk on Stadia, they gave you, like, that same kit. Um, mm. So it was my first time, like, actually playing with a controller and everything. Um, I really, I really like the form factor. Um, I think I like it more than 
both the PS5 and Series X controllers. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's... I, I'm, I'm finding after... I, I, the triggers could be better, but that's about it. Um, I'm finding after long play sessions on both the Series X and PS5 that my hands get, like, really cramped and, like, really... Like, everything just feels very squished uh, in comparison to last gen. Um, this, I feel like I can play for a long time because there's just more space on it. Um, but, I mean, I... So I did it on my TV, in the living room, the office, and then I tried in uh, on my MacBook Air and uh, my PC in here. Uh, so Stadia does not support 1440p, so you're either 1080 or 4K. Um, and if you are 1440p, it'll only let you do 1080. Um, and if you're in 4K, it will let you default to like a performance mode or a visual mode. Um, the performance one is like more of a locked 60 with the game looking like really good. The visual mode, um, I don't really notice much of a difference comparatively, probably because you're streaming it over the internet. Um, but I haven't had... The only like bug, quote-unquote, I had um, was me trying to climb up a ladder and I couldn't because Jackie wouldn't get out of the way. Um, <laughs> just like super weird. But Come I mean, on, Jackie, get out of the way. Yeah, but other than that, like it, I can't believe how impressed I am with like the platform as a whole. Like it's super easy to use. It has a ton of free games on it. Um, I signed up for like the pro membership so I can get the 4K. Um, it's like ten bucks a month. Um, that and is when I'm, surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, granted, keep in mind I have uh, FiOS internet, gig up, gig down. Wow. Um, there you go. So there you go. But I mean, I really like. Be, I think because this game isn't like very twitchy, you yeah. don't notice it as much. It's not um, a fighting so game. You can, yeah. you can go through the whole game without killing a single single person or ever engaging in a gunfight. I, well, I mean, you probably can. I've had moments where it felt like I had to, but I I think it was just because of like skill you levels messed and up. things, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, like that, or or because I wasn't cool enough to like talk my way out of it or something you know yeah um, they're like josh you're not very cool what are you doing in here oh well, yeah. cool is a stat <laughs> in the game i thought you but, were gonna uh, say cool as a cucumber <laughs> but if you're I, I mean i will say if you're if you're somebody that like you are interested in playing this game if you have a good internet connection and you don't have the hardware to play it i definitely think stadia is uh, like absolutely a worthy platform it, for it. It's also on Nvidia GeForce. Yes, their streaming thing. Yep. So you can play it there too. Yeah. I don't know how um, well GeForce is now. Um, I did it a couple months back when it was still free, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. It didn't like. I'm. I'm not subscribed to it. I'll say that. Yeah. It did not well, my socks off. Problems aside, are you enjoying the game? I am. Um, it's. I'm thinking about it a lot. Um, I really, yeah, like, I when like you're the not world building. It? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like the world building a lot. Um, I'm very interested to see, like, just just where my character goes, where the story goes. Um, so for the Stadia one, I chose to be, I think it's like Street Rat or Street Racer or whatever it is. Street whatever Kid. The, yeah, Street, whatever the middle, like, path is. There's, like, three street different cad, options that you have. Street Kid, no- Nomad, and then uh, Corpo. I picked Corpo. Oh, you're gross. gross. <laughs> well, I picked it because I my 
character like you know fantasy in the head was because i like in games like deus ex and this i like playing a hacker and just like getting around everything and messing with the cameras and like turning their stuff against them so i was like well i'm gonna play a hacker but i'm gonna take it a step further where it's like i'm a former you know corporate dude who's like getting back at the man right that's cool um so i kind of played into that right (laughs) Uh, I think we can relate to that. <laughs> and it, it, it actually does play out well, and I, I'm I'm glad to hear you're enjoying the game. So, wait, so you've done, have you done all of them, all the intros? Because I've only, I played Corpo, and then I watched Nicole, um, like, play the beginning of Nomad, basically. I, I did some of Nomad um, on mm-hmm. PC, but then that was when I was like, this, this isn't doing it for me, like, performance-wise, and then I kind of backed mm-hmm. out. Um also, the, I am the, interested to go back to it, though. I heard you you can get, in a very backwards development decision, you can get street cred for doing jobs for cops or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So weird. There's corrupt cops and stuff, you know? So, yeah, you can do... Um, well, your street cred isn't like... It's more like reputation is really what it is. It's just called street cred. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's more like reputation. And the more reputation you get... It's not like Witcher where you see all these things. Well, I mean, you do see a lot of things on the map, but it's not like quests are really on the map as much. There are some, but most of them are just because your street cred gets high enough and then people called fixers literally just call you out of the blue and they're like, oh, hey, I got, I got jobs for you. You want a job? And then and then you literally call them and they'll give you side quests and stuff. There's not like, I need to run across town and talk to this person. And there is, there is some of that, but that's usually like involved in the quest. Yeah. But... Most the of the ga- time, it's like people calling you on the phone, which is like so nice. It's just like, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the game is very out. good at at leading you through its what I will say, at least I think, I don't know about you, Josh, I feel like it is pretty complex in how like your character sheet can get built out. Like when you, oh, yeah. when you open up that like, it's like, okay, you have like, you know, experience points or whatever, and like you need to like assign them to whatever, and you hit this button and it goes to like almost like a Final Fantasy like sphere grid kind of thing where it has all these different attributes that you can upgrade. I was like, whoa, there's a lot. Here. Well, there, yeah, it's like the, you have your you have your normal, like, uh, character stats, which are, like, intelligence, cool, yeah. body, which is, like, strength and all that. But then when you click into those, there's two different, like, perk trees in there yeah. that you can assign things to, which... I don't know what you've been doing, but I have literally been putting all my points into hacking. I last time I played, I no joke got my intelligence level to maximum, so it's oh at twenty. And I've put literally all my points into quick hacking and uh, other stuff. I now have a program. I I I also last time I played got the suicide program, so I can literally without even engaging with a person, just get them to kill themselves, uh, <laughs> which is just pretty intense. Um, and I've, I've unlocked all these perks where it's like, if people aren't aware of you and you quick hack them, like you'll do it a faster, cheaper and deadlier, you know? And so I have like the first one they gives you is like a uh, short circuit, which just kind of like fucks with them and they can't speak, but they're like taking damage and stuff. But I've gotten it to the point where, like, I did. I literally did a sneaking mission, and I won't spoil what it was, but, like, I was doing a mission where I had to sneak into this warehouse and find a bunch of stuff. Never got seen once, because all I did was just, like, when I would see someone, I would, like, from a distance, 
short circuit them. And because I had all these criticals, like they would just like and just die. <laughs> and then I was like hacking into the camera system. I turned all the cameras off and then I was literally just like walking through this place. N nobody ever saw me. That's they literally cool. just all fell dead. I got what I needed and left. And I was like, ah, beautiful. I mean, I've definitely taken more of like the guns blazing approach so far. And like my character is mm -hmm. very like I haven't decided like what type of character I want to be at this point because I'm still pretty early. Um, I think I'm like two hours in. Um, mm. and further than that, I want to say I'm like 15 something Holy hours Holy shit. In. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have more under your belt than I do. Um, but the... Uh, yeah, so I'm still getting a feel for it. I like... I, the gunplay feel, feels very similar to that of Fallout. Um, oh, just like no. A more Don't polished. say that. No, 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 no but it's, it's a more polished better. Fallout. I would, I would say it does in the sense that it's not as sticky as something like Destiny. Yeah, that's that's but what I mean. But I also was thinking like maybe it has something to do with the quality of guns and also your perks because I haven't put really anything into fighting. Yeah. Mm. So I was wondering like, do the guns feel better if I spec into guns right yeah because i have gotten guns later that literally have like smart bullets that just are insane like yeah. they will like whip around corners and stuff and they just hit the people you're aiming at and you can't even really aim them down sides so you just kind of aim them in a direction <laughs> and the bullets go toward a person right yeah um but they i i don't find them that great but i'm sure you can spec into that stuff but again it's like i haven't been spending my money or, or my perks or anything really on like guns yeah, i totally don't think about guns at yeah. all so i'm like all of my points and money have gone into just hacking like i've just been trying to hack yeah uh and i don't know i'm i'm digging the game a lot i i i think it is ironic in a way because it is like cyberpunk the genre itself is about like existence and and uh hyper capitalism and all these things and and being taken advantage of and it was this game made in <laughs> a hyper uh exploitative industry that had like really infamous crunch schedule and was probably one of the most expensive video games ever made and it's also like was very expletive of uh yeah of, of but its, its customers also, and but it also exists in this like genre that like is supposed to criticize all that stuff so it's not perfect right but it's like could anyone else have like done this like to the degree because uh when i first started and maybe you had this experience i felt like kind of overwhelmed just by how much there is right i i could see how that could be a thing but i was like I, I, I made it very clear to myself. I was like, my biggest problem with a lot of these RPGs, like The Witcher and all that, is that it's like, if I first of all, if I don't like the combat, I'm immediately out. Like, it's always been my problem with, like, Skyrim and Fallout and, like, a lot of them. Um, I, I'll, you know, I'll sink maybe 10 hours into it, and I'm like, I just I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't lie to myself that I like this game because I don't. Right. Um, this isn't that way where... This is the first time maybe ever where I've played an RPG like this, but I'm like... I could see myself like playing this and playing this multiple times because I like how it controls. I, I like that I could have like a main quest line and they'll be like, Hey, you have to go into this club at six thirty and it's like two 
and I can look at my quest log and be like, oh, I can do this job. In yeah, but the I mean, you can, it could be six at any time. It doesn't sure, have to be that sure. day. But yeah. yeah, I get what you mean. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels it's overwhelming, but it feels manageable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I there's always something to do. Yeah, I didn't mean overwhelming in like that there's stats and all the text messages and all sure. the stuff they give you. I meant more overwhelming and just like visually. Like, sure. There's so much in the environment that it's like hard to process it all. Um, I find myself like even when I'm in the car, like when it's like oh you can press like X or whatever to to fast travel, and I'll just be like no I need to just look at all of this. <laughs> like um I, oh when you yeah when I first got in the car. Like when you get in someone else's car. Yeah, when you're in the passenger And they're like, seat. skip the drive. At first I was like, no way, dude. I'm totally going to like chill yeah. and yeah. do this. Not anymore. I'm no, like, I can as soon see as it. I, as soon as I realize they have nothing else to say. Yeah. I'm like, boop. Like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's get there, you know. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I am really enjoying the game. Um but I also do acknowledge that it has some problems. I have had bugs. The very first night I had a bug where it was like, uh, talk to this character. And I did. And they went through their whole spiel. And we, we, you know, we talked about what we were supposed to talk about. And then when it was over, it was like, talk to this character. And I'm like, I did that. Yeah. And it wasn't letting me do anything. And I tried to progress by like, I was like, maybe I just need to go waste time until somebody calls me. And I started like wandering around and like ended up in a shop that sold like hacks and like some other stuff. And I was like, I think my game's broken. And then eventually I just was like, what if I just left and came back? And I went to the main menu and came back and immediately the quest thing updated and was like, go talk to Jackie. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, I feel like I just wasted like 45 minutes of my time. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I had that happen. That That's probably the most egregious one. The other bugs I've had are mainly like, you know, I'll walk and I'll see what's supposed to be like a garage door, but it hasn't loaded. And so I just see like the under of nothingness. Right. right. That is in games. And the then it's under like, of nothingness. <laughs> And I'm like, ooh, that's not good. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bam, the garage is there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, have you seen? There's a video. It might have, it might have been on YouTube actually, where I saw it. Somebody was like, yeah. So you remember in The Witcher Three when you would uh, request to have your horse like spawn at you, and it would end up like on top of a building. And it was mm-hmm. like, well. That issue can like still sometimes kind of happen in Cyberpunk, and this guy's like standing in a street. He's either standing in a street or like on a balcony, and he summons the car, and it like sh- like shoots at him like a rocket, and then all of a sudden he ends up in it, and it's like launch like bouncing all over like buildings and shit. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like absolutely. Ridiculous. I've never had that happen. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I haven't seen that, but that's pretty hilarious. That that is funny though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I most of my um bugs I would say have been very benign. Um. But I have heard stories of other people having really serious ones. Yeah. Um, and like, the, you know, it's not a perfect game. And I and I admit that I am playing it on a PlayStation 5. So I'm a little like privileged, right? I'm playing it on like arguably a platform that it's like intended to be played on because it, yeah. it actually runs the game. Yeah. I can't even imagine if you were someone who 
all you could afford was like a base PS4 and you were super excited about this game and now all of a sudden it's basically like, well, I can't even really play it. Like, I can't yeah. even really experience it. Like, that probably sucks. Uh, and honestly, the the way that it runs on other platforms is like, or, or on like base Older, Xboxes like and base Playstations, yeah, point. is pretty unacceptable. Like, it it, it, I gave it a four. and runs... Yeah, yeah, it looks and runs pretty unacceptable. I mean, considering uh, the fact that the game was announced before the PS4 and Xbox One came out, and it was meant to be for those systems, and has mm-hmm. been shown, like, you know, and talked about, like, you know, when it arrives and all that. Um, and they they knew full well that it had these problems. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty bad. It's pretty nuts. Um, But that being said, like I, I, I really like the game. I, I, it it takes like all of the best stuff from things like fallout and all of the like best stuff about like maybe the Witcher and like grand theft auto, which I don't like, but like some of the good ideas from grand theft auto and like blends them all together into this really cool, uh, interesting package that I that I just really like. It also um, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it trims the fat of a lot of those types of open world mm-hmm. games. Like I never feel like I'm exploring for no reason. I feel like I'm you know I'm getting from point A to point B and I'm all I'm I'm making progress and and there's a purpose to what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. So far, you know, every time I've you know I'm, I'm doing something. Um, I don't know if that changes as it as you continue to play and it opens up more and things like that, but um, it is very I don't want to say linear, but it's it makes it more manageable, I, I guess. I would say You're, it's just more uh, like it gets to the point. Yeah, it's like it, when you get when you start a quest, it's like go meet the person that you're working for, and yeah. like. Side quests, I will say some of the like main quests are pretty long. Like I did one the on over the weekend that I thought like, oh, I'll be done with this in like 45 minutes. No, it was like two hours long. Yeah. Almost. Uh, it was great. Don't get so me wrong. So it's like side it quests in The Witcher where like the Baron quest is like, it's meaty. Uh, well, some of the side quests are not that long. They're very yeah. short. Like, some of them are literally, like, go talk to these two people, and then you will have a conversation with them, and it will be over. Yeah. Like, which, people listening to this, and you, Chris, if you get a mission that's, like, go talk to your neighbor, go talk to your neighbor. Because okay. it is, it is a, it's a great mission. It's, it's, it's not, um, I don't even know how to describe it. I'll say it's humorous. And heartwarming, but also sad at the same time. And hmm. it is great. And there's no fighting, no treachery. All you do is like talk to some people. That's the one thing is like I feel like the stories in it that are just that they're stories. I don't feel like I I do something and I'm like, why did I just do that? Like mm-hmm. at least I'll like you know I'll, I'll watch events unfold or I'll talk to an NPC and I'm like, okay. Like I feel like I I enjoyed that experience of like learning who this person was or. You know, getting background yeah. for something else that, you know, is going to come up later or something like that. Yeah. And I also I will say, like, um, 
I love the way that your skills, but also your background play into dialogue. You get like these options to say things to characters that they like remember yeah. and act on. So like, because I was a corpo. They will remember that. They will remember that. Exactly. Because, because I was a corpo, um, I have all this knowledge just about how that corporate life works and how it, you know, undercuts and ruins people's lives and like the game basically so like when i run into other people who are like aware of that world like i get these options that say corpo and i get to act i get to say like all this jargon basically that's just like they'll do this like that's not how this corporation acts because this is part of their playbook and da 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 right you can like talk them out of stuff like it's really interesting in that way um and it the same because I was like, su- I'm super, uh, you know, smart, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> because I'm like, wicked smart. Because I'm wicked <laughs> smart. Um, characters that know a lot about computers or like ha- don't know what's wrong with something because my intelligence level is so high, I'll get these like dialogue options that have like, a, you know, a, 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 a value that I have to pass. And if I pass it, like I can be like, well, you need to update the OS for this because it's like old or something, right? And and I I can have all these like uh, interesting conversations about stuff, and I find all that stuff really cool. It's like what it, they did it in The Witcher too, that I think uh, CD Projekt is really good at. They're good at making you feel smart even when you didn't do anything. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's I know exactly what you mean. Like when Geralt would walk into a, an area and he would be like talking about all the, you know, oh, there's all these like animal tracks. It must be from this thing or whatever. But like, you know that you didn't say that. But like, you feel like you did, you know, because Geralt said it. So it's, it's, I don't know. Like it's, it's, well, it's even, this really interesting like if, thing they If do. the character is bridging a gap that you are also able to bridge, then you feel like you've made that leap with them and it feels kind of rewarding. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, well, like you were the one who was super knowledgeable about like or what super cool. the goat, but even though you didn't, right, you didn't know any of that. It's just that you're in the shoes of this person that didn't know that. Yeah. So, or you'll pick cool. a, you'll pick a dialogue where yeah. it'll, it'll be like, Oh, like fuck that guy! Like in the, like the the text, and then like if you select that, it'll be some like it'll either be like more this witty retort. Yeah, like, just like yeah, it's just <laughs> very witty. And I'm like, oh yeah, like yeah, look at me go, got him, got him, yeah, got him. So I like all that stuff. I like and I like that sometimes. Like, it doesn't show you, it's never showed me, like, well, if you had been a nomad, you could have said this. It never shows you any of that. Like, there's not, like, I think sometimes Fallout 3 and, like, Outer Worlds had this problem sometimes where it would be, like... There'll be an option that's, like, like, grayed out or something. They would show you, like, ten different text options. But, but like, for some reason in Cyberpunk, it's, like, yes, sometimes there's, like, five or six, but sometimes there's two. You know, yeah, um, and they color code them where like yellow will progress to the next subject or like the next question. Or it'll give you an item I'll, or something like and that. And the blue is like more context. So if somebody's like, you know, back when the 
you know, this person was at this corporation and then it'll be like, move on to the next part of the conversation or like, or if you want to know more about who's that, that person yeah. again. Yeah. And that stuff. And you can talk, you can go through all the blue stuff and like learn more about the world and the people in it without like going further in the conversation. And like, that's, yeah. that's cool. And I know that's not like a unique thing. In no, but it, it doesn't games, feel it, as rigid. Whereas no. I, I it feel flows like really well. Yeah. I, I will say, I feel like so the writing is good. You'd say? Yeah, like yeah. Fallout 4 has this problem where, like you said, like it. I feel like I spent a lot of my time reading every option and be like, oh, what do I say? Like, it, almost getting overwhelmed the, at like the, just the that, amount of options that were like presented. And, and this it doesn't is very feel like much, as much matters like in yeah, Fallout right. 4. And people feel they feel like AI and like written characters, whereas like you don't really want that. Well, that right. too, and like in Fallout 4, and it's interesting we bring this up because of why I used to. I still think that like the way that the voice acting works and the way the dialogue trees work and stuff in Fallout 4 is like not great. I think that's why I didn't like it as much. But then I think about Cyberpunk and I'm like it's almost the same. Like why do I like this this more? And I think it's because in Fallout you were like forced into an origin, right? And you're a dad, and your you're family. You're a dad. Is gone. You're a veteran, or a mom. Your dad or a mom. You're a veteran, and you like did this right, and that's what happened. But in Cyberpunk, it's like yeah, they only give you three origins, right? And each one is very different. And like your relationship to uh, your like best friend Jackie is completely different depending on those things. And like a lot of, but the thing is, it feels like. You, you selected it, so it feels more like you, your character, right? Um, but then on top of that, it's like uh, all of the other factors come into play, whereas like Fallout 4, you're only ever the mom or dad looking for their kid. But in this, it's like, well, I could have been a nomad before, so this person who lives like pretty outside the law, I'll probably get along with them a lot more because I lived outside the city, like in the freaking nuclear desert that's outside, right? And so you have all these different dialogue options and stuff, and it feels more like it's your character, even though it's like not really, like if you were to just like put it on a design sheet, well, and, right? And to like expand on that, like Night City, it's uh, Night City as a place, the, your relationship with it changes like night city is a character and depending upon what faction you choose or what what path you want to start on like significantly impacts the way that the game is going to go down yeah it's just on the I, whole I, I would say too because like when you start off as i they all start off with that montage where like you're starting a new life or whatever but like yeah. When I think about it, I'm like, man, the Corpo one seems like the most apt for this. But also I've heard people say like, oh, Nomad's great because it's like if you've never played the game before, you've never seen Night City. And so it takes like going six hours there for apparently. the first time. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, OK. Uh, yeah. The, the intro section is only like oh wait do you get there right after uh the gunfight in the car like the car chase yeah thing? oh yeah okay i didn't realize that i thought um, at some point i had heard that there's the origins all have like maybe 30 to 40 minutes that are completely unique to that intro yeah but then after that uh 
it, they do this montage of like you and Jackie going around town like doing jobs so over it's kinda like, like yeah, uh, Dragon like Age that. Origins. It's like there's a there's an interest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good um a good analogy. Hey, I read uh, about games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, it's um I'm excited to keep playing it. Yeah, I, I, I will say I am, but all the problems with it aside, yeah, I am really enjoying it, and it, it is, like, extremely my shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, like, can't wait to see where it goes. Like, it, it does, I will say that, like, I had heard someone say, like, oh, the title shows up six hours in. That's not what happens. Like, six hours in, you get to act two, which I'm still in. Yeah. But... Uh, act one definitely feels like the setup a little bit, even though you feel you feel like you kind of know what's going to happen. And then it, around when you get to that, you know, that point, it, it suddenly you're like, oh, that's not at all what this game is about. It's about something totally different. I don't even feel like I totally have a full grasp of like what is lurking around the corner, but I'm just like want to see more. I'm like, yeah. I want to. I want to get better hacks so I can kill people by looking at them through a camera or like, I want to get, you know, I want to get cooler clothes and stuff and like, uh, do more brain dances and, and do all this other stuff. Like it's, it's very cool. And it, it, it's weird how like, I wasn't like, I, you know me, I haven't been like a big fan of open world stuff for a while. But it's weird how this game just doesn't feel it's, like that. No, like it's it's like hitting, at all. It's hitting that. Um, it's hitting like a. I don't know. It's just hitting in the right way. Like it. Yeah. It doesn't. There's it's also open, no lulls ever. Yeah, like yeah. it's open it world, but like. it, it's not like you're driving around and it's like, oh, what's that point over there? I'm gonna drive to it. It's like, no, what's in my quest log? And I'm gonna go do a thing. Like I'm gonna go do a job, or somebody's gonna call me, and I'm gonna go you know complete that task or whatever but it it all feels very organic it doesn't feel like here's like the spider-man map of you know here are (laughs) all of the pigeon missions go yeah find pigeon man on the roof like it's not like that here's the underground layers you can go to the only the only one that i've come across is there are um there's two collectibles one of which i haven't seen yet which are like they're called uh, psych, cyber psychos or something, and there's like their dead bodies are around, and you can find them. Okay. I don't know. Haven't seen one. So couldn't tell you much about it. I just know <laughs> that that's a thing. Um, the other thing that I have seen are you. But the thing that's cool about it is it's all put in the context of a quest, where like the first time you see one, um, it's like they're called tarot cards, but they're basically like graffiti that only you can see. They're like kind of hacked into your eyeballs and you'll see them on the side of buildings and they're like murals, but they're like glitching out. And so uh, the first time you see one, like V exclaims out loud, like, what the hell? What the fuck is that? And you like scan it and then you go back to your Ripper doc, which is, you know, you're like doctor that puts all your stuff in. You're like, I keep seeing these weird fucking like pictures and stuff like around town. And it it's and then it's a quest in your quest log, like find the tarot cards. And so like while I'm playing the game like driving around or doing another quest you'll see them on your map they look like a little card there's only 20 of them so you see them and you're like and they're on the map but like when you're just around and about you're like oh shit a tarot card and you just go up <laughs> and scan it real fast because i'm gonna go back to what i'm doing but like 
it's cool that it's just not this like arbitrary like it's a pigeon like right. get it because you would get it it's a video game it's like actually <laughs> like a quest that you're on where it's like i don't know why i it's like if you saw if you saw these things you would wonder what they were right. yeah and and your your uh curiosity is sort of what's pushing you forward right like uh I want to know why I'm seeing them. And the answer to why is at the end of the quest, right? Which makes me want to finish um, it, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I, God, just talking about it, I'm like, I want to go play it. Yeah, that's more. where I'm at. Well, I mean, we it's, can, we can wrap up and then you yeah. can do exactly that. But I, I mean, I, I have to go to bed, but with the caveat though, that you are not playing on a base Xbox. Yeah, one do not, or a, don't do that to yourself. Like seriously, if, if you're strapped for cash or you can't get a next gen console, um, and if you want to try out Stadia, because you can use like an Xbox or a PS4 controller or any of them, um, mm-hmm. but let me know and I'll give you a referral link because then I'll get like a month free or whatever. Um, mm. Hit me up on Twitter at Shrives93. But like that's, I, I'm seriously like that, that's how I'm going to play this game is on Stadia. I can't believe, like I can't believe that it took this wow. for me to be like, like I was playing it's it. It's interesting I was like, that I've, you're having a good experience because me, everybody I know minus you has had not a, a bad experience. Yeah. And like has had lag and other I, issues. That's how, because I tested Destiny on it. And when I was ago. previewing it, like before it launched, like I had a good experience. Yeah. Which is interesting. I don't know. I mean, I... It wasn't amazing, uh, but I was it, like, wow, this is, like, really impressive. It's running through a browser. This is wild. That's what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm excited to get um, my... Like, my, I have that gaming PC that I was going to hook up to the the Office TV. Um, I'm waiting for an IO Shield to come in because I got a new board. Um, or an old, an old new board. Um, but, yeah, once that gets set up, like, I'm excited to just, like, fire up Chrome and be like, all right, let's do this. Like... Not that the Chromecast is difficult by any means. Like all it is is, um, it's a little icon at the top of the screen. Uh, like if you if you're used to a Chromecast, it's that normal like you know screensaver thing. But there's a little icon where it says like press these four buttons on your Stadia controller, and then it like automatically connects, opens up Stadia, and then you just pick whatever game you wanted. Like it was really cool being able to just be like, I think I'm gonna buy Cyberpunk on Stadia, and then I bought it, and then immediately could start playing it. Yeah, because no downloads. Yeah, like, I didn't have to download anything. I was like, this is awesome. And it works well. Like, it, it, it's weird. Because I was so skeptical of the whole thing, like of, of, of Stadia in the beginning. Because um, I've tried other, you know, cloud streaming platforms, and I was like, this, this sounds like this an can't be good. I know, but I'm because uh, I've tried other streaming platforms before. No, like I did. I didn't do it for me. Well, no. But but let like me tell GeForce, you, Google Stadia, it's the real deal. Like GeForce Now, you start up a, a game on it. And you'll see, like, like the you you watch the VM start up, or at least this is how it was in the beta. Like, you would see like Windows Server 2008 or like 2016. It would like pop up, and then the game would load, and it was like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, it would map your your buttons and everything on your controller, and then you were you were good. Um, but even that had like latency and stuff. Um, and you were mm. really limited to what settings you could put on. Like this, it's, um, I mean, it's 4K. Like it just it just works. Like I I don't know. I don't know. If you have the internet for it, yeah. If you have the internet for it. I mean, I'd be interested to like, see, like, if I was on Comcast or something, how it performed. But if you have Fios, like, holy I, shit. I I'm, on, thing. <laughs> I'm on Comcast, and I have about 300 down. And it's, like, fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm at. But the only I game would... I played on it was, like, Destiny, and that's just, like, not 
I would try Destiny the with the with the next gen update that just came out. Because that was oh another god, one. it's great. Well, no, no, no but I'm saying on Stadia. It, because oh. I started well, it up and it I was matter. like, it was only for the next gen consoles. Yeah. In theory, on Stadia, you're playing the best version of the game as it exists. Yeah. 4K in, 60. In theory. 4K 60, like, top visuals, right? Yeah. Like, the game in its most pure form. Yeah. The problem is just that if your internet, like, when it comes through, like, when it comes through on mine, there would be, like, a little bit of lag. And, um, but it wasn't, like, the worst but it was enough right yeah. for like a twitch shooter to not feel great oddly enough i will say on my like on this like on my rig um i was not impressed by any means um the chromecast ultra and the macbook air weirdly enough i was like wow this works really well <laughs> mm-hmm. but no, no. yeah i the times i've used it and also it's look kind of blurry like it's not coming yeah through, that's what i it's yeah full you know power and it's like hmm I, i'm always like this this will be good one day but it's just not today yeah today is not yeah. that day yeah i don't know but i anyway. will let you all know of my continued experience it, on stadia but anyway, and if it takes yeah. a huge dump cool cyberpunk if you have the means catch the fever because yeah. it's awesome but if you don't have the means don't catch the fever because it is not awesome don't catch yeah. the fever because you'll end up in a hospital it's not a good place to be yeah, yeah. but yeah what do you say we wrap up Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for episode 163 of The Platformers. If you want to chat us up, hit us up on social media. You can find me at Ribnax, R-I-B-N-A-X, on Twitter. Did you, for, did you forget? No, I just, I, I, I walked into that sentence backwards, and I was like, mm, mm. I put those words in a different order than I usually do, so I had to just wrap it back around. I've done that. I've done that before. Where you have like a specific way you start something, and then when you do it differently, you're like, uh... yeah, yeah, that's funny. My neurons are firing in different orders than they usually do. Yeah. <laughs> so where can they find you, Josh? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Jawa Josh, and if you want to see all the cool video essay stuff I'm doing, you can go to YouTube.com/BrainTap. Uh, the A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night video is actually almost done. Like it might be out on Friday. It could be out sooner, but I like to get opinions on the early cuts. Yeah. Um, because there, with this one specifically, there is like I'm I'm considering like moving some parts around, but I haven't decided yet. So I want to get people's opinion on it, but it's almost done. Um, that one's been fun to do. And then the video after that that I'm going to work on is going to be about the anime Carol and Tuesday, which I greatly enjoyed. Uh, that's it. Cool. And uh, Chris, where can they find you, Chris? Christopher. You can find me at Shrives93. If you're interested in trying out Stadia, let me know. I will give you a referral link. Give me free months. Give me all the dollars. Also, random like, god damn it. My brother just texted me a picture of his Xbox Series X. He got that X, referral link. And he put in uh, Tony Hawk. He got Pro Skater 1 and 2. Nice. And it's like, your game needs an update. And he was like, what the hell is this? And I was like, this is every game that's ever come out for the last 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> like, more than that yeah. at this point. <laughs> Like, 15 years at what this did point. You, what did you expect? He's like, I haven't played a video game since the Sega Genesis. I haven't played a video game since Tony Hawk what's, was on N64. I mean, what's Sega yeah, if, the, if they haven't days. played since the GameCube, no, he Xbox. Has. He's just, yeah. he, they have. He's just being a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
also, uh, one one last thing, just to touch back around on on that stuff. Uh, please head over to okay. IGN.com and check out my Gears 5 Hive Busters review and check out the video because I did the voiceover and all that sort of stuff. And let me know what you think on Twitter. I am the, the feedback has been largely very positive. I had somebody criticize me because this was my backup uh, footage because my capture mm-hmm. software failed and all that sort of stuff. Somebody was giving me crap for not hitting the active reloads. They're like, somebody let this guy review a Gears game. He can't even do these active reloads. I'm just like, <laughs> that's fine. The one, the one preview I did uh, at IGN was from some Path of Exile kid who like got mad at me for all of the videos and and pictures that were attached to the article, even though I wasn't the one who put it in the CMS. Yeah. So I didn't do, I didn't choose any of that. So I I was like, thank you for bringing this to my attention but I didn't do this. And then he just kept going on about how I was incompetent at my job. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Just blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that one person, uh, everybody else has been super nice about it. And I really appreciate that. So, uh, head over there to IGN, check out the review, check out the video review and let me know what you think. Uh, and <laughs> thanks because I had a lot, of, I had a blast doing it. So here's, here's hoping there's more to come. Here's looking at you gold. All right, from everybody here at the Platformers, we hope you have a wonderful week because until next time, we are out.